cool you're recording it. Do it. I like this fidge. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta let it grow on you, man. I mean, I really like Donovan, but Jesus, <laughs> this is summoning dark spirits. I think. No, it's just uh, you know sometimes the dark spirits are the most misunderstood and have a lot to teach, man. It's kind of bumming me out a little bit. All right, well then let's. Flip it over to Strawberry Letter 23 by the Brothers Johnson and get into it the funk style. Hold on a minute. <laughs> this is the greatest show ever made. You know, that's the secret, man. When you want to make something, it's like make the thing that you would like to participate with or watch or read or listen to, you know? Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, this I this can segue into something else. One second, if I got, I just yeah. gotta find it. I gotta find it. Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, you know. Which is what we need sometimes. That was Donovan with the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Now this can segue. Uh, I mean, this might be a little. This might be a little odd and. Uh, <laughs> this might be a little. 
weird and hackneyed way to start the show, but this, this can segue, and I, I have it on this other computer here, Fedge. Uh, yeah, Howard baby. Stern uh, did an interview with Donovan in 2014. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a little stilted and weird. Uh, I'm playing uh, clips of essentially a podcast on a podcast, but I'll still do whatever the fuck I want because we're on Donovan now. And I was thinking about this for a while, so just give me a second here to find it. Yeah, Hearing buddy. this guy talk, I think he's like some kind of like star seed or fairy or intergalactic uh-huh. being or something. Hold on. He like speaks almost in like... Okay, this is uh, Howard. Dude, you know what I want to do? Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. All right, just, just real quick. Um, pause that for a quick second. I'm gonna grab a guitar, and then, <laughs> then after you do the clip thing, let's do a, a, a quick verse of uh, Hurdy Gurdy. Okay. All right, I'll be right back. Give me one second, please. Romantic a look in my life, I'm alive like you are. I need someone to love me the whole day through. Sorry, bro. Back at it. Romantic a look in my life, I'm alive like you. Oh, okay. I was I didn't want to have dead air, so I started playing Neil Young since you're getting guitars. But okay, let's let's uh, get into Donovan. We could, I mean I yeah, could dude. play this whole damn interview and it would be entertaining to us. But here, let's Fuck see. Yeah, let's make dude. sure you can hear it. I think it's about the 40 minute mark. <laughs> uh. Can you hear it pretty good? I can hear it a little. Oh, only a little. Let me let me turn up my volume. Hold on. Let me try that first. Got it. It's pretty clear. Yep. I mean, just something about he just makes me feel good when I hear him talk. Right.
By the time you were 24, you were burned out. I mean, like, you were just like, hey. Jesus. Years of 19 of age to 24. Oh, yeah. You had, how many number one hits would you probably say you had between 19? Not as many as you'd take. But it was Sunshine Superman okay. biggest hit right up there. Number That's one. a great jam. And you know, sometimes so many good songs. Buddy, you need somebody with you on the road. And we were on the road before I made a television show or a record. Jitsi and I, he'd look after me, I'd look after him. Sometimes we'd say we were so busy. Wait, pause it. Each other coming out to the airport when we were leaving. That's how. Who did he say he was with? He had this. Uh... So I got his book uh, shortly after this interview, and he oh, had this like he had this like uh, manager wingman Gypsy Dave, who is his old buddy from back in like England, and uh, that was like his like his I don't know his his like Smokey to the Eagles like the, his like manager slash cut you if you need it I, I don't know I didn't I don't think Gypsy Dave cut anybody but right I mean, on, it's just right Donovan's on. like right hand right hand guy Gypsy gotcha. Dave love it. I think you started it over, baby. I know. I wanted to go back a little bit. All right, cool. I'm going to tune up real quick. He's taller than you, but you've aged better, no? Yeah, you see I'm mute myself. Keep listening, though. detail what he was talking about with john lennon there no man what was so that before uh before uh the lennon solo stuff because of their shitty deal with apple records uh john had just gotten like so fucked in publishing and everything he gave this interview where he said he was down to his last fifty thousand pounds but fortunately wow. as a solo artist he got it all back gotcha god yeah 
after a while you close all the doors. And that it's been going on for decades is just the way the music and entertainment world works. But I mean, you had made enough money also that you could have like just kind of sat back and you did. I mean, you said at 24, you know what, the mission is complete. You said, it, I forget what you called it, like the hippie mission is complete. Yeah. I needed to make my music. Yeah. I became a star. I've done it. Game over. Correct. What it was was there wasn't the motive to make fame like today. A kid will go on the shows you do right. and try to get a, a foothold. Basically, with the foothold was what we say the Bohemian Beatnik Cafe with the jazz, the blues, the folk, the philosophy, and driven to actually want to sing these songs to a generation. So that yes. was the mission. That's yes. I would have liked to have been a Bohemian. You can still be that, but I mean, not really. We could talk about what that means. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to this. It's good. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, tell me if you can hear this. Hold on. Thank you for playing that, that uh, little clip, though, man. All right. Let me know if this is coming through. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. How's how's uh pure? How's mine? No, nothing. It's. It, I mean, I see. I I, I heard the first couple of chords, but then it kind of went. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I gotta, I gotta completely. Hold on, let's see. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. Do you know this already, like kind of well? Yeah. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna have to like guide me through. Like, how, how do we play any sort of intro? Do we just do one? Um. So it's 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 it, so it's like the verse um, is like G B uh, C and then a D. No, no, you don't have to tell me. I got the notes. Oh my bad. My bad. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do it, bro. But but I don't know. Are we playing? Did you just start right into the song? Is it just like thrown like a stone in my sleep, like that? Do you oh, just like start right at like one, two, three, and go? So let's do like um, one round through the through the chords, and then we'll jump in on the next. Just the first set, though. The yeah, 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 precisely. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Okay, hold on, wait, take it back, take it back, take it back. Ready? Okay, one, two, three. Like a star in the open, open my eyes. Open <laughs> uh, Dude, you're singing, you're, you're singing so loud in my ears. 
Well, I could just let you sing. I don't even want to sing. <laughs> no, no, dude, it's cool. I love your voice, man. It's just like it. <laughs> I just I I forgot I had my headphones up all the way, and it was just like bam. Thrown like a stone, <laughs> I've asleep. I open my eyes to take a peek. Lovely. Find that out. Okay. One, two, one time through and into the nursery. One, two. Oh, three. shit. One, one second. One second. Oh, God. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Grown <laughs> like a star in my best sleep. I open my eyes to take a Find that I was by the sea, gazing in tranquility. There we go, there we go. When the hurdy gurdy am <laughs> singing songs of love. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Let's try it. Flown like a star in my last sleep, I open my eyes to take a peek to find that I was by the sea, gazing in tranquility. Twas then I heard a gurdy man in a singing song of love. Then, then when the hurricane man came singing songs of love, of love. again. Hurdy gurdy hurdy gurdy 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 then come the roly poly man, come singing songs of love. Roly poly, roly poly, poly poly, he sang. Histories of ages past, on the night and shadows cast down through the walls of eternity. Okay, I think I think we we gave it a good fight. Hell yeah. I think that was actually probably legendary, honestly. I think it was just about enjoying doing it. That's what Metanoid's all about, man. It, it probably sounded like uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary on acid. Oh, uh, so let's get, we can get right into this. So check out, uh, check out this, this document. I'll start with the document. So this was done by documents, yeah. <laughs> the documents, yeah, 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 documents. An academic in the 1940s 
submitted this to the FBI. I don't know too much more of the details, but this is a truly declassified document. And uh, this was interesting going back to uh, our discussion. Yeah, yeah, I'm sending it right now. I just sent it over the old Facebook. Uh, It goes back to the conversation we had about the pyramid object that they recently declassified. Uh, I don't know if this was necessarily your take. You had less of an alien take and more. It seemed like an interdimensional being take or something or international symbol. And I, I thought this it. document like kind of yeah. uh, okay, I'm looking at it now. lent a little bit, lent a little bit to, I don't know exactly what you were thinking, but more to that kind of thing. I, I just thought it was interesting because how does this even get to the FBI? Something like this, the, the flying roll or bolt. My eyes suck. The flying roll. Is that what that says? Well, I'm trying to I'm top, top, right. Oh, the, yeah. just uh, scroll down. There's got to be like part where there's okay. So see the the very top, the very top. It's like the round robin, and then there's a uh, sixty-seven fifty-one. Well, in a synopsis, it uh, talks about how uh, there's not necessarily UFOs like flying green men. They're more interdimensional beings that uh, exist on an like ethereal plane. Um, okay. Yes. Well, which has been suggested you could get to a psychedelics, uh, an, another like astral plan. But if you go down, see where it starts in Hinduism, where it's in italics, that tells us. Oh, one, uh, one second. I'm still looking at the old document. Are you talking about? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, take your take your time. But I'm saying in the article below, they pull out like key parts and it's like bigger letters. So you don't have oh, to like uh, let me see. Here we you go. can look okay. at the document, too, if you can see in, it. In Hinduism, locusts refer to worlds, spheres or localities roughly corresponding to the planes of nature and theosophy, but with significant differences. The names and number of locusts differ according to the sources. The Puranas give seven, while Senkaya and the Vedanta, there are eight with differing names. That's fucking awesome. And that's a, that's a true thing from Hinduism. Oh, yeah. They, they, they didn't really that, have a way to describe it. Uh, the, he didn't really have a way to describe it, so he used that analogy because it was like the thing that was best fitting that we had a like real concept of it all. Can I just say, for the sake of uh, synchronicity, uh-huh. guess what I was reading this morning? What the Upanishads? Oh, I don't know that one. I don't think. The, what did you say? The Upanishads are like a later development in Hinduism, which is more like experiential vocal language versus like other types of ritual. It's like a very poetic, like, do you remember in the Bible, the book of Psalms? No. Well, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know how to put it, man, but it's, it's a very accessible, uh, really beautifully written thing. And, and it's very psychedelic, man. If, if you wanted to like put that word to it. Interesting. You know, there's, there's uh, certainly psychedelic things throughout the Bible. Oh my God! We could talk about that for hours. Uh, the burning bush uh, uh, was—I think it was an acacia, and the acacia gives uh, some sort of hallucinogenic smoke when you burn it. The acacia um, tree, if, if 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 I may, is full of uh, dimethyltryptamine. The Greeks held the acacia in very high regard. Yeah, DMT was at the center of all of the Abrahamic experiences. I would argue. 
I, I don't I don't know anything about it. Don't fill, fill uh, me in. I mean, okay. I know throughout history there was like instances of psychedelics, like hinted at in many things, like right, ergot, like, ergot wine, uh, ergot wine was a, a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Go mean, on, like, go on. Yeah, so like one thing that uh, I've been studying a lot is like how different cultures have that thing in common. And when I was studying the Bible for shit, man, like almost 10 years, um, I got to know the language pretty good, like the Hebrew and the Greek and stuff. And uh, so like the whole temple that like God told Moses to build once they left Egypt, the whole thing was made out of acacia wood, all of their incenses and um, ritualistic um smokes that they were trying to produce inside of the place um, all of that was based in acacia wood um, not to mention a, like a very high 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 amount of cannabis use um, and so like for like as you mentioned in the burning bush um, experience moses sees this thing on fire and he's breathing it in and of course he's going to see god i mean who, who wouldn't but the problem is he he, he was coming at that experience with uh, a, a very like um, patriarchal mindset already. You know what I mean? So like his whole experience was based on like how many slaves you owned, how many women you had, you know what I mean? Like how many sons you could bear to carry on your name, regardless of who their mother is. You know what I mean? So like he was, that was in his interest before he had that experience so he put those experiences together and then you have like this insane monster god <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> I, I i understand that's interesting yeah so like and that's interesting because like in gnosticism the whole point of that is that like the god that the christians thought they were worshiping as their father was actually a monster named Ialdebi. Yaldebaoth, or Yaldebaoth, depending on how you want to pronounce it, but um, and that's referring to like Yahweh, by the way. And so, like according to the Gnostics, Jesus like came. Yah isn't Yahweh like an ancient Jesus to the like uh, Israelites or something? Well, it's, it, it it means everything to them because like those sacred letters, which you're not even supposed to say out loud, because honestly, like. Yahweh, the reason I don't have a problem thinking it's a desacralization of any anyone's name is because we don't really know what the vowel sounds were for that name. So it could have been like Yahweh or Yiwa. We don't we, we don't actually know that. <clears throat> so like if someone was to say Yahweh and someone gets offended, it's because they don't understand what they're actually talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't know about that that period of time. Right, but like the more you learn, it's like, holy shit, man. There's so much more to learn. <clears throat> and then if you really want to get like a really great um, summary of all these things, <clears throat> there's a book called The Immortality Key by Brian Marescu that recently was published. It's a very good read. Um. Do you want to give some context? I mean, I know, I know this isn't very serious, but we do have a, a radio program we're trying to do. We can't just yeah. Context in what way, my man? I, I mean, you said it's a very good read. Uh, oh, sure. So what he does is he goes through like 
<clears throat> particularly gives a lot of attention on the Illusion mystery, which for a long time scholars have said, like, you know, what actually is going on here? Because no one really knew because, like, the documents that we had from that time period were, like, so bound to secrecy that if someone was caught talking about it, they'd probably kill you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how sacred it was to them. Does this Not have to anything see- to do with the uh, Tarsians, like Tartar, the Tartar area? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, so it's part of that. I do know a little about this. Okay. Sorry. Are, 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 you, are you talking about like the medieval Tartars? The, yeah. The, the Tarsians that they kind of just phased out of history, sort of. <clears throat> I mean, I thought that was my understanding of it. It was like a region and a people that they kind of just wrote out of history because they didn't like them for a lot of reasons. I, I don't know exactly what they were. I just know a little bit. Sure. I mean, it definitely sounds familiar, but I can't honestly speak to that with any like you know, certainty of what I'm saying is true. So I'm not going to. Yeah, me try. neither. Me neither. We're regurgitating things like parrot. But that's that's full disclosure. We've disclosed yeah, man, that like, we're regurgitating like, information uh, that might not be totally accurate. So, but the yeah. thing with Lucius is really cool, though, man, is because like people from any like we we have document like the the thing that is most important here is like the evidence, not just like our guesses. You know what I mean? So like the evidence that we have from like people like the Roman emperors or the Roman philosophers or many, many other people, um, they would go in and they'd come out and then they'd say, I am no longer afraid of death. Like, like that was yeah, like, the, yeah, that was like, we, the, that was like the thing they said, man. Like, we covered this on a previous show actually. Right. But what's so cool about it is just like from that experience, it's cause like the myth that was, are, are you familiar with the, uh, with the goddess, um, Persephone and Demeter and Hades, that story? Uh, probably. You'd have to refresh my memory, but I, I have a fairly, a fairly decent uh, knowledge of the Greek gods. Sure, I know so, Persephone. But, Go on. Yeah. So, like, what's at the core of that Eleusian ritual is that story. And, um, you know, that's where we get the idea of like when winter is over, spring comes out. That's like Persephone coming back to life, leaving Hades for a little while because um, the mother Demet- Demeter needs her to come to the earth so that like her love could blossom in the fall because she was like the goddess of agriculture and stuff. Yeah, not only that, you know, um, the birth, the traditional birth of Christ. There, do you know there's like it probably isn't exactly that date, but do you know why it's around that date? Because that was the Roman Saturnalia. Well, it, it was the time when it started getting towards spring. Like, because December 22nd oh, right, right, right. is about when the, you probably have more cold days behind you than ahead of you. So they would get excited. And probably. Yeah. I mean, that's widely uh, the belief. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you're talking about the dog star occurrence when there was the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction. On, uh, on the, I don't think I know much about that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying there, the, the official story of Jesus in the Bible closely matches a bunch of ancient, uh, right, polytheistic religions. The story is closely similar, and they all had birthdays around, uh, like the, I guess it would be right. the winter solstice because that was the beginning. If you think about that, that's when spring to people watching the stars and shit, they would realize right. spring started December 22nd or what became like 25th later. Right. You got it, man. A lot of overlap. 
yeah right that's what uh joseph campbell i think would call like the like the masks of god you know sometimes i feel like it's just god is uh science and mathematics and physics and uh, certain miracles in nature uh plus uh a level of understanding we just don't like fully have yet right i, th- I, I think, think you've I've, uh you've you've taken some uh psychedelics and dmt and stuff you might have a little bit better idea of what i'm talking about but i think it's something there's something scientific about that experience. Right, I think, yes absolutely i was just thinking about this today like i think that part of ourselves is like a it calls for an archaeology of it's like a balance you need to have like archaeology on one hand and then philosophy and then like psychology in the other so you can like actually go into yourself safely you know what i mean because that is a different place and you have to know it well enough before you go in there or it's gonna just it's gonna fucking kick your ass you know what i mean are, are you aware of like some of the masonic rituals that still go on in like things like our inauguration like uh, the presidential sense like, yeah during the during the inauguration um the way the president stands to like swear on the bible he's between I, it's like either the monument or something it's between two things in washington dc that he's behind with his hand up oh, which is a masonic fucking- thing and while the president is inaugurated every whenever that happens in dc at this uh, masonic temple there's like a high masonic priest giving some other like I, i'm totally butchering this and paraphrasing it but giving some other like masonic like pledge or spell or some kind of oh, that's what so that, like the masonic uh masonic nice. wisdom will like uh inhabit the president or something it's so something it's almost, like that so, so it's almost like a um like a psychokinetic high five. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's huh. it's very it's I'm probably like huh. well, let's see if I can find. Huh. That's delightful. And they made the point that like not every president has been a Freemason, but so many have, or some have they've at least been part of uh like secret society, like skull and bones. Uh oh yeah, dude. Fuck has a lot of Masonic stuff to it. I, I think like the stuff that like I mean think about this though those pieces of information that we have are only breadcrumbs to what really is fucking going on man you know what I mean like they're like hints and traces but if there actually is an organization of whatever type of group of people that are interested in keeping things the way they are uh, they they're probably very careful. I mean, let's be respectful. I don't think you they're know? actually, I don't think they're actually, I don't know that they're that careful, honestly. And I, I don't know that they're um, necessarily interested in keeping things the way they are completely. They're interested in like bringing on a new uh, era of like control because really uh, we've kind of just been blindly like uh, slaves to the like 1% that have money by like just right. giving them our labor. And I mean, dude, that's an excellent point. People are waking up. People are like, yeah, people are waking up to that like more than ever. Like, have you? Did you see about like how like uh, with the unemployment, they're having a hard time like getting people to like work and stuff in certain states. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason to that. I think that's because people are like, yeah, fuck this. Why would I go? 
slave myself at some fucking pizza place for like seven dollars, which doesn't even get like a piece of lumber anymore because we're hyperinflating the currency. Right. And, uh, you look at you look at a lot of culture like Rome and stuff that fell at the end of history. China, the, like chi- some Chinese dynasties that fell, they end up printing a ton of currency, just like we're doing like right now. To I don't know, quell the masses, maybe I don't know. It's all smoke and mirrors, baby. That's what money is. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just I don't know. It seems so strange. That, like now they're just like. After just making it like really, I mean, it, there's some things that are nice about that. It's too goddamn hard to survive in this this country. Right. That's why we gotta have community, man. And then like within community that can like help each other and not be judgmental and not be a cult and not like have one person telling us what to do, but like just having like shared values. You know what I mean? Community style. If you, if that's your thing. You know what I mean? And then like that can grow and expand. To where like our new values that are centered in like sharing and partnership and not being a fucking greedy asshole like will be more attractive than the newest pair of nikes you know what i mean yeah you know uh, i don't know you don't think like people are too greedy human beings are too greedy like in every instance of somebody getting power they like sort of become corrupted with it and they've seemingly haven't been able to get through it throughout all of history i don't see what would well that's why I, you have i to feel like this society is definitely not ready for something virtuous like that especially this one more than ever now well that's why you got to start with yourself you know you, you can only keep focusing the work on yourself i don't care what anybody says dude like there is no guru there is no fucking special book you have to find what inspires you and then take it seriously and teach it to yourself you know what I mean? Like, that's the idea. Like, don't tell anybody else what you're doing. Just fucking find that shit and take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's good. That's good positive advice. Uh, but, like, but like, in regards to the greed thing, dude, I think greed is a result of not knowing what you really want. No, no, not, scratch that. I think greed is not be, having the courage to accept what you really want as what you want. And secondly, mm-hmm. I think it's and and secondly, I think it's about settling for a lesser pleasure than the risk of love. You know what I mean? So like I could certainly, you know, appease my god hole with a bag of Doritos and masturbation and heroin, or I could try to like invest myself in the in into making someone else's experience as as good as it could be you know what i mean and if and, and if uh, and if people could like see the pleasure of that versus just like and, and, and instead of saying like this is going to give me more like credit with god and i'm better than you that's not the point the point is just like sharing in the pleasure of someone else's pleasure you know there is a lot of evil that goes on behind filling the empty hole inside I know, and people are getting paid for it. Metaphorically, like what? you mean with like drugs? You mean, or or anything, man? Like, like when you get to scratching that itch, like for me, it was like, uh, like 
it's nice to just like naturally fall asleep after like a shower, or, like exercising or something. But then yes. you become in this state where it's like, no, I want to take a Valium and drink, drink two beers and fucking grab that fucking pleasure and do more than you're supposed to do. That's because we don't like being uncomfortable and we have to learn how to do that. And, and, and there's very like, and that's really fucking hard, man. We got to be compassionate with ourselves and give ourselves some like, you know, like you gotta go slowly here, but like you gotta you gotta fucking do it, you know? Yeah, and to be clear, I don't think these people are uh, confused about what they want. I think they want intergenerational power and wealth and like influence, like forever. Right, right. I mean, I wasn't, but back to your original point that I was so happy that you said was that like their greed is not just like you said, you know, like keeping things the same, but making it worse. So like, it's like, it's based on our own evolution, whether that be like micro or macro, the, the ability for people that already have power to get more seems to like grow exponentially with the technology that it's available. You know what I mean? Because they, because they're already got a foot up in the game, man. Oh man, I I don't know. I feel I'm not I'm not optimistic about any of it. It just seems so weird that I mean now you can almost like not argue like I mean we have more money and more guns and bombs than we'll ever need. We spend all this crazy amount of money on the military industrial complex. And oh, I guess yeah. now I guess now would be a bad example because there was like a skirmish in like the, the, I shouldn't even say skirmish. That's probably downplaying. There was a fucking war in Israel this week. And I guess that kind of makes me feel comfortable that we have like a strong military in cases like that. But, but Israel looking at the whole thing macro, you said doesn't make any fucking sense. Israel slaughtered those people, dude. Yeah, like, there's a lot of. There's a lot of things I don't understand about our position with Israel. Like they're the second biggest military force because of shit we give them. They are like our Middle Eastern bulldog because we still think we can colonize the fucking world, man. That's all that is. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I'm really not because I, that's how I feel about it. And I would invite a debate if someone would like to change my mind respectfully. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't disagree. I never understood. I never understood that position because like the uh, big reason and I think this gets lost in history even anymore. Like if I, I think if I asked my daughter this, I don't think she'd know a big reason the Muslims didn't, I mean, have a vendetta against the West is because of our position with Israel. Yeah. I can't really speak to that exactly, but I, I mean, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's like, that's like factual information. Fetch. Yeah, I mean, I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> I have to look into that, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I, I really don't really, I don't know a whole lot. Does, I, I'm wondering if like the West's like, guilt over the Holocaust has anything to do with, I could be totally speaking out my ass on that. I, I've always, does that have something to do with Israel, do you know? Because uh, I mean, that's, that's when it was established, yeah. right? It was after World War II, right? I mean, people have speculated, but keep in mind, like, who gave the Germans a lot of their shit, just like who gave the fucking Arabs a lot of their shit during the Russian conflict. You know what I mean? Like, we trained these people. We fucking gave them all the toys so that they could be our, like, you know, 
Middle Eastern colonized bulldogs. That's just my opinion, of course. But uh, well, I mean, no, there was no there was no Israel during the Holocaust. I mean, there was no. What I'm saying not is as we, there is today. I don't think. No, I was referring to the to, to, to the Germans, the Nazis, man. Were you saying like, we funded the Germans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was that? Uh, it was the 20s and 30s, like the like the Model T had just got came off the line with uh, you know the Ford company, and uh, a lot of those models went straight to the Germans. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But I thought uh, Hitler and the Axis powers were always our enemies. Is this? I, I'm not. I'm not knowing my history. Is this like the world? No, I mean. Is this I mean, after I, World War One, before World War Two started, that we? Well, I think this kind of like brings up a, like a more fundamental question. It's like, what lenses are we looking at this question through? Because if we consider American intentions from what we know now, like, what what would America hope to gain by getting involved with this? Like, what what was the fucking cookie they were looking for you know what i mean and with capitalism they just want more of everything so but the question really becomes like how like how could uh america profit the most from this endeavor and then you have da, 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 the war effort oh, all of a I- sudden all of a sudden and like and, and then we fucking have the balls to fucking call Goebbels a propagandist, my friend. Like, look, Jesus Christ. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, America is definitely always like, in the top of the propaganda game. Goebbels was taking notes from these motherfuckers. Oh, I mean, you can't... Yeah, they talk about Chinese propaganda, and then you look at some American propaganda. That's amazing. Even to like this day and age, like when they they were like bombing Afghanistan and like Baghdad and stuff. You should see some of the stuff that they like people oh, recovered. I can't imagine. It just fucking bumps me out because like at this point in my life, I I would like to leave the leave this place in better shape than when I got here. And I think the best way to do that is through like creative ideas sharing them feeding off other people you know what i mean like just trying to get some like some better ideas out there man because we're starved for ideas you know what i mean yep yep and i'm all for i'm like a person who's all i'm a person who's all for like people having like personal responsibility like i don't think you should just be able to like kind of loaf in society and not like contribute. And there are people that are loafing in society and not contributing and they're, they're actually getting money, but, right, but what, but why are they loafing? Why are they not contributing? Well, there, there's, there's definitely reasons behind that. Obviously, like in America, we, we uh, put up uh, barriers for people that like make a mistake to getting into like regular society. Like if you get right. a drug crime, you're probably not getting like, even like a home Depot job till, seven years after your felony right so that you can become more dependent on the state yeah i mean these people don't live i mean i've i've thought of some instances like through addiction these people don't live great lives i mean they're selling their food stamps for 50 cents on the dollar and then fighting their girlfriend for like a gram of crack just like arguing about it all night it's it's 
that's why that we're that's why I believe we that that this current world we we live in is the closest thing we'll ever be into in hell. Like this is the closest thing to hell we'll ever deal with. So if we can get through this, we'll be all right. I, yeah, I, really, I hope I, so. I, I really fucking believe that, dude. I really I'm believe not, that. Yeah, well, and there's there's some people that think that this is like I don't want to say they're reckoning and sound like a religious like fanatic, but there definitely seems to be like some sort of like spiritual battle going on out there. And uh, not I, religious, not religious, but no, like no, good it's, good and evil. It's it's never been about the religious, but it's always been about like our need to seek the one who made us you know what i mean like that's like programmed into ourselves like we have to know that we're incomplete without it and it emanates it emanates from like the god idea to the individual to the father and the mother idea to the child to society to the individual to the other you know what i mean like it's all fucking stretched out like a goddamn slinky you know what I mean? And like it just goes through all of that. This desire for God or, or the other or the experience or you know, fill the blank, but, man. But you know, this is what makes it really scary. To the Chinese, God is the uh the national agenda. Uh mother no, I don't want to say mother China, but the state of China moving forward and <laughs> and being great because if the state is great everybody's great and uh yeah it's just it's they're a superpower chugging along yeah dude that's that, that's terrifying uh yep. i'm not certain about this but i think that's the whole point behind thomas hobbes book leviathan uh like i said i could, I could be wrong but you know the less government so, involvement, the better, in my opinion. The the Bitcoin process is reliant on this process called mining, and that has yeah, people, uh, yeah, 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 running uh, very high powered uh, computers at high rates uh, to ensure security. But seventy percent of the mining is going on in uh, China now. In China, wow. just they just banned <clears throat> they just banned cryptocurrencies from like like. You or me in China, if we owned if we owned cryptocurrencies, it just got banned. It's only they said uh, professional institutional investors. So that's dude. nationalist Chinese dude. investors. Dude, dude. When you when you were describing that, I just imagined like all these fucking people because they they have a huge population, huge fucking population, uh, especially in their like central like cities of course but like i'm just because like i saw this one thing where like if you wanted to live in tokyo as a resident of that area like you were born there brought up there like they it, it's almost like they sleep in drawers man like I'm in not some cases fucking, yeah for sure i'm not even fucking kidding man and then i th- and i'm imagining that person like sliding their drawer open and going to like a computer and then like they're just like beep boop 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 all day and then like and then like but but like they're like a battery in that case they're a fucking battery you know what i mean yeah yeah and Uh, like yeah and so like the matrix is absolutely real 
Yeah, even if it's not abstractly real, it's real in that instance. It's it's psychically real. I would argue. I, I would I would argue that like the matrix is the software in your consciousness by which a human being interprets their existence here. You know what I'm saying? That's the matrix. The matrix is a psychological tool that's been implanted by those in power for the last fuck, man. How long? I mean, shit. The the ideas of the patriarchy go way fucking back, but you know, like this is just the patriarchy with better toys. I feel like the internet is the, the variable that they didn't plan for, though. They're they're trying to harness it, but I feel like that's a variable that they would probably be happier not existing. No, dude, it's gonna like it, the destruction or the renewal of humanity will be one by a nose, in my opinion. Interesting. So you think it's gonna come down to like bloodshed in the street? Uh, I hope not, man. Like I, I just. I really believe we could have a, a convert if we could only just like sit down with each other and just have a conversation for Christ's sakes. Yeah, it would be it'd be really nice to have, but if like you you look at like history like leading up to like the Civil War, et cetera, and then you could like make the uh compare and contrast with now and like some of the stuff that happened in like Portland and Seattle or like many day insurrections happen and stuff, like the history is spookily spook spookily similar spookishly similar I don't know uh, it just seems I'm, like there's something around the corner to me that's how it's felt this whole like last year probably probably before this year probably since 2016 I wonder Honestly. why that is why do you think that is oh because the Trump wild card in society yeah we had a drunk we had a drunk uh a drunk person driving. Jesus Christ. Well said. What a fucking asshole. See, yeah, I'm not the, even the, necessarily the, saying asshole. It's just like now we have this reality. Uh, uh, I mean, America, I mean I the reality yeah, yeah, television, the reality television nation now that's has why, a that's reality what, television president. And it makes sense, but is also so horrifying. That like that, that's why he's an asshole. Like you could still like have like a person you'd be willing to like hang out with and like you know punch in the arm, but he's still an asshole. You know what I mean? But weren't they? I mean, wasn't I mean okay, I had never thought I'd say this, but W was an asshole and he made him look like unassholey Trump <laughs> to me, anyway. I agree with you, dude. He was also accepted back into like the arms of NBC and company. Did you see that shit? W? Yes. It's like, fucking, it's like, it's like, dude, fucking, his, his fucking demon of a human being. This yeah, fucking, his mistakes have been erased, basically. Just like, boop. Well, I mean, he was, he was, that's why Donald's never going to go to jail, I don't think. And then, like, dude, when everybody was so upset, oh, Barbara Bush died. Oh, let's all have a, a two hour special on her glories. And, like, no, thank you. She, she was the mother and the, and the wife of, fucking demons man you know as, as bill hicks so rightly said <clears throat> these are I don't, de- think, 
Oh, okay, he would have been around for W one. Yeah. See, I I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, I mean, obviously he's he's old money and he's oh yeah old like oil oh, money. Yeah. But he never really seemed like that evil to me. He just seemed like a he was a puppet, dude. He was a it, stupid fuck of well, a puppet. an overprivileged person. <laughs> yeah, he didn't he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. That's why yeah. they had Brom, That's why they had Bromsfeld in there. Well, and, and, and fucking. And fucking Cheney, yeah. Cheney was calling the shots in that one. Cheney was a bulldog, bro. I think that was the first time, like 9-11 was the first time a vice president had given any kind of executive orders because uh, Bush was reading My Pet Coat. <laughs> nice alibi, Georgie boy. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much like i don't want to like make a conspiracy case on that there's just so much weird shit about that day too because it, you know typically they would shoot they would shoot somebody out of the sky if they got in any major city and as immediately expected threat and, yeah. imme- immediately yep. dude suspect the way that's why you have a brand that's why we have freedom use your freedom before it's gone but they on that one. That's one that like I don't want to say you'll get in trouble. I mean, it's a widely that's a wi- pretty pretty widely known conspiracy now. But some yeah, people, yeah. some people in my own life would probably freak out if I seriously discussed that theory with them, or ha- not freaked out. But they definitely looked at me like I'm crazy for even considering it. It's considering because, anything, but dude, and that, that's what it's coming back. Sorry to interrupt you. I just had to say this. But it's like coming back to that theme of like people being uncomfortable so they just refuse to think because what you're saying challenges their software man you're scaring them of the matrix they see it for a minute they're like oh fuck i don't like this i'm going back fuck you you know what i mean that's what it is all right so help me understand this then like we we talked about alex jones the last time i think um so his call you're aware of his comments on connecticut the shooting right no, I don't even pay attention to him. Oh, he got a ton of crap um, for suggesting the. You remember the Connecticut shooting of the kindergartners? That terrible fucking shooting. Do you yes. remember that? Yes. He was say suggesting, and he suggests everything's like a cover up and weird. He suggested that maybe it was like a, like a you know a, a crisis shooter, like you know what I mean, to demonize guns. He made that suggestion on his show. And he got like sued and had to like apologize. And for some reason, it was like the last straw. And while I think that is terrible, there's parents that like lost kids. They don't want to hear like speculation like that. I just don't understand why that was bad. But Alex Jones also says like 9 11. He he makes suggestions about that. Yeah. He gets called called a monster. So just to be clear, Jones is saying that while, yes, this is a terrible tragedy, and yes, this is should not be happening it's possible that the government um you know manipulated someone to do this is that what you're saying is that what you're saying he's saying it's just a straight up it's or i think i i don't know the total details but he speculates on everything he was saying it was an active like a hired cia shooter staged as like you know some political cause or just a crazy lone gunman to achieve some agenda in politics. And in this case, the agenda would be banning the guns because they want to take, they want to take everybody's gun. I see. That's where I, that's where I would still say that like 
how how does saying that benefit Alex Jones? And then you think about who's he sensationalizes. He sensationalizes everything all the time on his show. I just didn't understand why this one led to like criminal charges. That's the thing, man. If you want to, if you if you really want to know what somebody believes, you know, like pay attention to what their intentions are. And I think in his case, it's you know, I think it's he's on the radio for five hours a day in these contents. Yeah, and he gets paid for it, dude. Yeah, but he lost a lot of money on this one. But because he he made a very did you see his nine eleven movie? No, I didn't know that he made films. Oh, he makes some good ones. Uh, 9-11, The Road to Tyranny on YouTube. Actually, it's probably not even on YouTube anymore, but... I bet they took it off, yeah. Did you know, did, did you know that one of my favorite fucking episodes of, of Always Sunny got canceled? Fucking cancel culture bullshit. Did you hear about this? No, but that brings me... Okay, go ahead. That'll bring me to something else. Go ahead. All right, so here's here's my rant of the day. Uh, so one of my favorite shows that I'm so thankful my partner turned me on to, and it's like in the latest season, I think, because you know how they had like uh, Mac Day in one of their early seasons? Remember that episode? Say it again. Do you remember the episode called Mac Day? Oh, from Always Sunny? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I watched it. I watched some episodes, but I wasn't like an avid fan of it. Okay. But like, I guess we are anyway. Like, so like they had a Mac day and then like later on in the later seasons, they do, they do one called D day. And in D day, like, I don't really know what offended someone so bad, but like she cut her hair and she was like empowering um, herself based on like what she was being inspired by in the community of Philadelphia about people like, embracing their feminism and stuff and like she was really into it but like the guys like got in the way of that and like you know fucked it up for her in some way but like I still think she came out the victor now episode was out for like two or three months and then all of a sudden it's like gone and I'm like what the fuck like this episode was definitely here and now it's not here and then, like, I didn't get to the bottom of that mystery until, like, a week or two ago. And I had read about that. And I was just like, this is some of the most backwards fucking illogical thinking I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, stuff gets stuff gets very, very strangely, strangely banned. Nowadays. A- and, and completely phased out. Um, were, were you familiar with the... Uh, I mean, this was a terrible. I shouldn't even say it was terrible because I guess the kid is a good, a decent enough rapper. He's better than me. He was out there doing it. Sort of a, a urban white gentleman put out a song called "Fake Woke," and it kind of attacked like some certain levels of the woke agenda. But it also had some wow. good, it had some good points to it. it immediately taking off the Apple Store. Like no like explanation or like anything. Yeah, because that's the prop because that's the fucking propaganda, bro. That's the propaganda. That but I mean, need. up until this point, we've always had like questionable music with like some questionable. I mean, gore for God's sakes. They write, they write fairy tales. Like, how is that? How yeah, is but a political right, but statement more scary than? I, I don't know. Than fa- how is? I don't know. I don't understand okay. it. 
But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Remember, 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 remember. The medium is the message, right? So if you can control the medium, you can drum roll, please control the message. And so, like, because everybody only uses this window screen to understand who they are, what they're doing, where they should be going, what looks the best, what sounds the best, who fucks the best, etc. Like, those people get spellbound by that through the medium and through that message. So, like, in order to get around that, we need shit like this until they come get us and put us in the, you know, in the van. Yeah, and Oh man, the thing is, the thing is, so and I see this as like a revolution, like coming up. Yeah, yeah. So the the tech companies have overwhelmingly shown they're they're uh, more to the left, the left side of things. Um, and they, they certainly, in a lot of ways, with this capital shit, uh, ban free speech in a lot of ways. I think, even though it's like a lot of its speech, I don't agree with, but like. I mean, yeah, they, shut, dude, it, like, they just, shut it down. They shut it down. God damn. I'm a, you're going to make me rant some more, bro. Is that okay if I rant? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it's for. Oh, good. All right. So, to the listeners and my man, if you haven't already checked out this lady, she's a, she's a really great lady. Her name is Camille Paglia. Okay. And, uh, and uh, she wrote. A lot of great books, but like she called this generation Generation Cream Puff, man, because like that's without question true, right? We're so fucking sensitive. Oh my god, it's like let's create a safe space. Let's let's just say that, okay? Let's agree before we start that we're going to make each other uncomfortable and we have to love each other before we love our ideas instead of each other. And then just talk about them and then like, you know, commit to the conversation as if it was like a chess game. You know what I mean? Like, let's have a conversation cafe. Like, come on, let's, uh, let's, you know, figure this shit out. Yeah. And to be fair, that started, I think that started in the nineties. Like there is some hysteria. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like it did. I mean, they started like banning, like, like now Columbine as bad as it was, uh, I mean, as bad as it was, like, there was, remember there were points where, like, people would get, like, expelled from school for, like, doing, like, cops and robbers and. Yeah, dude, I remember, like, we were probably, what grade were we in when that happened, man? Ninth. Yeah, so, like, in 10th grade, I got a leather trench coat. No, you had one before it happened. Oh, I had, I had one mm-hmm. before that happened? Yeah. Oh, J- Jesus Christ. That, I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, a oh, lot of people fuck. were a lot of people wore trench coats in 1996, though. Yeah, that was a good time for the trench coats, man. I felt bad, like, you know, because it's a good time, and I was so fucking privileged, man. Oh my god, it makes me want to fucking puke. Yeah, but I don't think the right answer is. Uh... Expelling, I I don't think it really happened in any cases we know, but there were cases like in the national news where kids like they were seven, eight years old got expelled for like doing like cowboys and Indians or some fucking shit like that. Yeah, see, that's that's just like you know, fuck you, you know. Well, and then Alan Tipper Gore uh, had they were they're the reasons for the parental advisory stickers, I think, or largely. 
dude, I have a, I have another rant. May I, may I do this again? Oh yeah, rant, that's that's what it's here for. So like, I want to start a campaign called Save the Males. Okay. Um, I think fuck, you know. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead, continue. I mean, I mean, like, I appreciate Jordan Peterson. I don't agree on everything he says, but like, my interest in that idea goes more back to like Nietzsche. And by the way, Nietzsche was a huge feminist. And fuck you if you think otherwise. Come fight me. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> anyway, um, what was I even fucking talking about, dude? Fuck. I was talking about. Fucking... I was going to say just real quickly. I overwhelmingly, I, I yeah. more often agree with Jordan Peterson than I don't agree with him. Me too, man. Me too. I just like, sometimes I wish he wasn't like, as confrontational on purpose i feel like sometimes he's doing that to like get attention and i could be wrong but like if he was really really honest with himself like why are you doing it that way what is your like because the method that one carries in an educational or a teaching uh environment tells you a lot about what they believe man these people the thing about them that i uh, there's another guy eric weinstein I, I find him less likable than Jordan Peterson, but he's also like, he's a big name right now, but they're all very involved in the uh, trans argument. And I don't necessarily always get it. Well, be that as it may, like my point with the save the males thing is so like you, as, as I'm sure, you know, like I, I spent a lot of time working within the realms of adolescent psychology, like in the shit, man like in the fucking like lockdown units, like all that shit. And I was fighting teenagers, man. <laughs> and, like, and like all of these new school therapists with their handy uh, fucking DSM-5, which is the new Bible, by the way. Um, all they're saying is all aggression is so bad for you. Don't be aggressive in any way. You have to take that into a different feeling here. Do this behavior a different way and I'll give you a different toy. I'll pretend to be your mother without saying so because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then you'll become attached to me. And then I'll find this job too hard. And then I'm going to leave without telling you. And then you'll become more likely to not trust another human being as you've been beaten and abused and mistreated by them so far. So that's my rant. Yeah, and then I, I, my understanding is in these circles, it's like very, it's getting more and more like unpopular and untenable to take any agenda that is against like the uh, group consensus at the moment or like what the industry is saying at the moment. And that's because these people don't, I mean, they haven't found the profit within themselves. So they're going to find the profit that, you know, comes with their matrix. But isn't yeah. that part of like the mental health field? Like you can't, you can't save every person and you can't like, no, be, it's be not every the, person's like, they're going to have to like move on to other stuff. Right. Precisely. And that's why we have to, to fucking remember that like aggression when rightly like helped form and shape and partner with a child, because you know, dude, like I have four kids and I have two sons and I think from the bottom of my heart, that every father should be punched in the face by their son. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. And I'll and I'll tell you why, man. Because sometimes you can't say what you want to say to your father. You just can't. 
but you could but if you, but if you could punch him in the face and then talk about it afterwards or have a hug afterwards like that's, that, oh, that's you mean like, like later you mean like later in life i mean like periodically like if you're playing with your son when he's three and we're rolling around yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah i thought like, that's what like, you're well, saying more like like let kids. Him, yeah like let him do that and then when your son's 10 or 11 and he and he's and he's going up in the ranks of Taekwondo as my son is currently. I'm like, I want you to see how this would actually be in real life. So I want you to punch me in the face. And because like when, when they're training and stuff, dude, like they're using pads, they're using fucking soft shit all over the place. And I'm like, man, you got to feel what it's like to feel your fist connect to a human face. And not only that, but, my, but this particular son of mine is kind of shy with his feelings sometimes. So this was a really great way and exercise to do that. Anyway, he slugged the shit out of me. And I'm like, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel pretty calm. And then we had a great conversation about some other things that were happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I thought you were going to go on a different. <clears throat> there seems to be no, this, but like that's, this idea I mean, that's, to, uh, that there's a. Uh, uh no aggression and that uh we make like negative gender constructs but like i think uh, little boys just naturally want to be a little bit violent yes we do because we have this this monkey brain but if we know how to work with a monkey brain that and some of us know better than others i'm afraid um we can help shape that aggression into a positive creative outlet so do you think if they if if uh, they could completely break down the gender construct and like make it go away, you think uh, boys would more more likely be inclined to like uh, violence than uh, girls, or do you think there would be like no as as some people argue there would be no gender? Uh, no, I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm saying like let them guide you into what they're into. And then work with it from there. Like they'll give you the clay of their interests, and then you show them how to shape it in the best way possible. And then, like, you know, I think for so often our society has been has had the idea of parenting as like this dominator and then subservient idea. But like in my experience, and it's just my own, I would say it's it's best when it's a partnership. Like we agree to things. We don't just say what I think is happening right now. You know what I mean? I, I was kind of taking it back to Jordan Peterson. Cause that's kind of, I thought how we got on the topic. Cause uh, sure. What well, a big reason he's incendiary is for saying what I just said about like the gender argument. Like he says, there's definitely some things that are nature and like, I don't know if he necessarily says boys are violent. He says there's some things that are inherently like male characteristics and yeah, he would break down yeah. all so social constructs. Uh, that's still going to be a thing. Yeah. He, and he's arguing from the uh, Darwinian idea of like the hierarchy and primates where like the male has to dominate the other males or be, or accept being up or accept being dominated. And I think that's not entirely true because at the bottom of that question underneath the Darwinian idea is the idea of probability and thermodynamics. And both of those ideas um, really limit one's viewpoint here because, you know, the thermodynamics thing, like we know that to be false. We know that that's uh, 
kind of an irrelevant point at this time because nature itself doesn't have laws it has habits it has habits and so if we you know work within the realm of those habits we can create an evolved consciousness and an evolved monkey brain and i think that requires a partnership instead of a fucking do this boy this is my house fucking you know what i mean like that kind of idea yeah i got you i got you Sorry if I was a little long-winded there. No, no, that, that's fine. I'm just, uh, yeah. And then like people get really uh, fired up because like Jordan Peterson says that like there there might be like things about the symbiosis between a male female relationship that makes life easier and might be necessary and a good thing. Everybody gets really excited and like scared by that, right, or right, a lot of the, people do. Right, but here's the problem with Peterson: so many people think that like whatever he says must be true now because he's an authority on a subject like this <clears throat> dude he got almost deadly did you see he got strung out on xanax yeah and, and 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 i and i really respect the fact that he was so candid about it like i really do he, I, wasn't like, I really... Candid, he wasn't candid immediately but yes he was it was very good that, that what he did afterward was very good there was right, a point I mean, where not... he was saying he got sick from apple juice oh man see see i'm i'm, I'm I'm not sure about the timelines there or whatever, but like my point was that like when the problem I have with him is like the shit that he says, people are looking at him like an authority and someone that they can trust instead of like, he's not also saying, but think for yourselves and question everything I'm saying. He's just saying what he's saying. He's not aware of the audience. He's not aware of the people that are like fucking foaming at the mouth for something to believe these days. So they're just going to take his word for it because he already did all the studying. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I think Jordan or Mr. Peterson needs to be more conscious of that. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody because fuck, I know I'm not. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of conversations we should be willing to have if we want to take responsibility for our fucking worldview, which I do. Sorry, I'm preaching. He certainly, oh. he certainly, I don't think he deserves, because uh, you know he's like so incendiary now that like people will like throw rocks and like light fires if he speaks at like a particular campus. Wow. So he's cashing in, huh? I mean, I don't think he likes it very much. I think that's like a big reason he got like heavily reliant on anti anxiety medicines. I mean, he had to take like, sec- well. like armed security with him because there were so many like just fanatical like left people at like Stanford and some of these campuses that just, I don't know, got violently upset that Jordan Peterson was speaking there. See, I don't think that's the right way. I just don't feel like that's the right way. No, I would say like in like the ethic that I would like to suggest that goes with a partnership model is the ethic of de-escalation, not domination. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, we certainly have seen that that's going to be, if, if anything solves the police problem, the police killing minorities overwhelmingly and just really police shooting right. people unnecessarily, de-escalation right. is the problem. There's not enough of it. Right, but that goes both ways, my friend, because if these left people who are talking about like the liberation of the mind and the freedom from capitalism and the creation of more better values and all this, like they have to live that way. 
it's not enough to say it anymore. You have to demonstrate that through your actions, man. And if they're like, and if they're causing physical harm to someone, I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I want them in my tribe. You know what I'm saying? If they're not willing to have a fucking conversation before they fucking have a tantrum. Well, that's, and that's, yeah, that's a big part of the problem. I think now the, now if any, I do not believe that all police inherently are bad. I think overwhelmingly there's a big systemic issue within it. I don't, I don't don't either, dude. A lot of them are just trying to be good and they're trying to like get the information they need to let you move on. And people are throwing a tantrum now and that's both, both colored, but all races. I I mean, let me just give a quick shout out to logic here. Okay. Uh, if all grocery clerks, I mean, like if let's say 45% of grocery clerks put the eggs on the bottom and then put the fucking, I don't know, milk on top of the eggs. Like, would you assume that the rest of the grocery clerks would destroy your eggs? Yeah. There's no, there is no other industry (laughs) I can think of that bullshit is tolerated. Like, yeah, terrible, terrible bullshit is tolerated like police force because we just trust those people to like do these fucking awful jobs and we'll or we did throughout history. We let that we let that go in a lot of ways. It's clear. Yes, and that's because we don't have a fucking community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a commu- in a community setting, like I don't care if it's like a suburban plan or a, or a building or like the end of a street, like. People back in the day, like they knew each other. Yeah, exactly. Police, a lot of police make that argument that uh, even though, like in the 60s and 50s, there was uh, still like, you know, organized crime gangs and stuff like that. The reason that there isn't like the crazy violence back then that there is now is because there's a community. The cop knew your mom and uh, right. dad and et cetera. Now that doesn't exist anymore. And I'm not saying that this ideal that we're projecting back in the past was like, universally true for everybody but like it that just seems to be the case you know what i mean yep yep but yeah dude i mean like that's why i'm so glad to be doing what we're doing right now because like this conversation um you know you teach me things like the bitcoin thing dude like that was i was looking into that more from like uh, just doing my own like independent look at it but like it's it's even if it doesn't succeed, they've changed banking forever. You know what it's, I mean? It, with them, it's like, it's it's not a matter of whether it's going to succeed. It's just like when it's going to succeed. And if like you look at the way it works, right, it, right, it almost right. is like, but the thing I wonder about is like, what if we have like a situation where we have like no electricity for 50 years? And we're going to have to learn how to get along with each other. Well, or, then your bitcoins are—I mean—but then again, what's your what's anything you own really worth at that point? Well, that's why I say that doomsday preppers aren't entirely insane, especially when you consider the fact that the doomsday clock is now at ten minutes to twelve. It's just weird, like that, like they're called a uh, Bitcoin maximalist. They're they're almost like a, they're really like a they're almost like a cult, honestly. It is almost like a new religion. Just listening to it because that's a, a lot of clubhouse, a lot of clubhouses, Bitcoin talk. Um, so, is, dude, isn't this interesting though? But think about this for a second. Fuck, it's like when the when the industrial revolution really got pumping in the in the, in the United States, right? 
Um, and they needed like a high speed fucking communication system and fucking commerce system. Who did they, whose soul did they colonize? But the Asian people, you know what I mean? They, they reached out across the sea and they reached them back and they said, make our fucking railroads, Charlie. And that's what they fucking did, man. And now on this global fucking, uh, you know, farm of sending Chinese people into the mines. Yeah, it's to, literally, it's a, to, it's a virtual mine. That's what it is. That's what it is. Did you ever see Zero Theorem? No. Dude, write this shit down, man. And I want to, I would love to hear your opinion on it after you watch okay, it. But it's I got a, it. Yeah, yeah. Christoph Waltz is in it, dude. It's a Terry Gilliam film. It's fucking the tips. But, uh, yeah, tell me how you feel about it afterwards. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, these maximalists, they make these arguments like anything you want to think is weird about Bitcoin, take it to anything, any other thing that we have that's like that, like a value in society. And you have the almost pretty much the exact same argument, except maybe like fuel or oil. Oil is like the only store of value that really has any inherent value in society you know what i mean like gold yeah. doesn't gold doesn't and that's like largely the that's the biggest one until now or was the biggest one until now <coughs> excuse me i didn't know that well we got off the gold standard in the 70s but like now they're talking about in a lot of ways getting back on it like there's only as much money as there was gold in the treasury and that's how they determined what money to print and what to like destroy but then they got off the gold standard and now we're on something that's like a fucked up like hypothetical gold standard uh wow it's based funny on way. like it's based on bonds borrowed against the gold at other times and all sorts of and that's the stock market essentially i remember there was a big spike in like the gold idea back in the bush w days Cause like my father would always watch Fox news, man, to the point where like, if you put a different channel on, you could still see the impression of the Fox news logo in the bottom left corner. Like I'm not even kidding. Well, see if you were buying gold back then, that would have been the time to do it. I mean, you, that's like yeah. what, what people are making off the cryptocurrencies now back then buying gold would have been much the same thing. Yep. Yeah, I remember I got this necklace for like uh, like maybe 60 bucks in high school and it was some level of gold on it. And then like I was 24 at college and I wanted like beer and like pot money and I pawned it uh, $300. Wow, I remember it was, that. It was like, yeah, six years later. I remember that necklace, I think, bro. Yeah, maybe. Uh, dude, you know, you know what I was thinking about again today? Can I just throw this out there? Before I say that, think of that. So there's there are people out there that have just millions and millions of dollars invested in like hypothetical gold sitting in a vault somewhere. Okay. How okay. is that different? Than, yeah, it's really not any different than a crypto, a file, a computer file saying you have this much of something fictitious. Like gold doesn't wow. really get you anything more. It's just It's just wild. It's like a video game, dude. Well, and we're largely living in this like internet layer now. So it makes sense that the next currency, right. right? The next gold is going to be internet gold. Wow. 
So like we're watching ourselves evolve on this thing. We're watching ourselves destroy ourselves. Basically what, what it comes down to, right? But yeah, you could have all this money. Like, like, have you ever heard about some of these like billionaires that have like freak out layers, like in the Colorado mountains and like New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's this huge industry in New Zealand of like doomsday uh, dwellers. <laughs> There's a Vice documentary on it. There's all these doomsday <laughs> dwellings. They were showing the companies that make the doomsday dwellings. And it's oh, like some, some German guy, like Franz, and he's like, yes, our layers can withstand <laughs> nuclear war. This will be $2.1 million. It's like 2.1, but like... Dude, can how, I just say... What, how, can do I, can just... how do you get there? How do you get there? If everything ends. Uh, oh. oh, God. Go ahead. Seriously. <laughs> It's just so funny to think about like how people try to avoid the idea of their inevitable death. You know what I mean? It's it's so funny to me. But it's, it's like all this stores, all the all these stores of value and wealth and this big like wealth problem. But if the shit like hits the fan, I mean, what what's that going to get you? How are you going to get to your like underground bunker? Right, you're just buying a fancy coffin, dying slowly. Yeah, we're all essentially the same thing. If you like take out infrastructure and yes, all these constructs we build ourselves. Like I have, I mean, I have seriously given like personal thought to creating one of those environments, and like I've actually, I, I, I suspect it out and stuff, and like it's not entirely like you know entirely foolish, but at the same time, it's like it's life denying. Like a doomsday, like a doomsday layer. Yeah, it's, it's it's basically giving a middle finger to life and saying, I'd rather just go hide instead of participate. And I feel like that's... Nature does not reward cowards. It's just you know amazing. Like, even in, like, regular society, they talk about how there's, like, going to be, like, not necessarily shortages in food, but shortages in, uh, like, the infrastructure that gets food to places yeah. that would cause chaos. And <laughs> Doing a little booger sugar. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just like. I thought oh. you were doing cocaine. Oh no, no. I mean, yes, that's exactly what I was doing. Oh, appreciate that. You know, cocaine is a fun drug, but you got to be careful of that shit, man. Oh, I never liked it. I never really cared <laughs> for that one. Like, oh. if I get really, it, it really brings out your inner pig. You know what I mean? Uh, not that, but then like people like just want to talk about like their their childhood and their personality, and, <laughs> like that they're gonna have this big change of this change of life, but it's it's never gonna happen because in fifteen minutes they're just gonna want another line, or like or like in eight minutes they're they're like you know worshiping the carpet with their fingertips looking for the next little spice. Oh, that's the worst fucking. Ugh, that's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching. I remember watching people do do that, just like smoking a bowl, and I'm like, "You guys are out of your fucking minds!" <laughs> just like laughing my ass off to myself, <laughs> because you know, like for me, I I have to live on the extremes to some level at all times, or I'm not happy. You know what I mean? Like, but but like, thankfully, I've I've figured out a way to do that where I'm not like putting myself in terrible physical danger. Yeah, me too. I, I have that problem too. Like, there's so many people that uh, get like satisfied at a job, and they they work their 
same job and like i've done essentially the same kind of work but yeah i can't i get like comfortable and like uh things get too normal to place and it just becomes like the daily uh attempt at uh burning eight hours versus something i'm like actually sort of interested in right i have i have trouble i I get into like pill i get into pill habits and all sorts of things heavy drinking well you know like like i said this is the closest thing we're ever going to be to hell so like if you can like figure out a way to do that and not kill yourself you know what I mean? Like, who am I to judge that? Like, I still like I love you, and I would still like miss you if you hurt yourself. But at the same time, like that's your experience, man. I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to whatever you want to do. I don't care who you are. I don't care what time it is. Uh, if you'd prefer to have a conversation, then go to the self destruction route. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying, like in general, like let's talk again. Well, no, I but, mean that's always that's always what happens. You get. Uh... I don't know. Some people just can't get, and maybe that's why we have an addictive history. Maybe it's those kind of people, but some people, yeah, they have to live to Like they can't get too comfortable in a situation. I think is what it is. I think it's a very Gnostic phenomenon personally, because think about, think about how we came into this place. You know, this like, for me, it was like an eighties nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, this is so fucking yeah. weird. That, like, that certainly had something to do with it. The, I mean, yeah, that was the generation of greed. Right. And like we and like we knew we knew something was fucking up. We knew there was something that somebody wasn't telling us and, and they knew it and they didn't want to know it and they wouldn't let us know it. But we looked but we but we looked for it everywhere. We looked for that shit everywhere. I know I did. And I found it in certain places. I found it when I like actually you know, lost myself in a rave and I wasn't just looking at like girls and I wasn't just thinking about getting more Molly or whatever. I was just like really enjoying myself in the music. That's what I was looking for. That feeling right there. And, but then like, you know, the labor, the, the house lights came on and you look from the ground and it's just like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like you got disappointed really fast. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, there is, there's an idea in it that, not easy to do, but would be good to, for all of society to hold on to in some way. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It's interesting. We didn't really have any political, we didn't have like a big political war in, in that time and place like they do now. And I just no, don't know if there's something that exists that's, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of EDM fans that say that still exists, but I'm always yeah. skeptical when I see these Miami fuckface fests with guys in like skinny jeans and Polly right. e from Jersey Shore. That goes back to the, you know, which matrix you're, you're working through. But, like, the idea of it itself, I think, is a very important one. And I think in the right right conditions, it could still be, you know, sculpted in such a way that would be really beneficial, like Eleusius was, going back to that. But is all that just an illusion? Like, I would, I might have said when I was, like, younger, like, going to, like, I went to, like, the Bonnaroo Festival. That there oh, was you some, did? Like, yeah, that there's some like tribal like uh, group thing, but really it's just uh, I don't know a lot of consumption. It's uh, people into music, people into getting wasted. I don't know if there's any real group. Well, maybe there is. Maybe there's a little bit of something. Well, that's that. That's why what what a partner and I am currently working on 
like we talked about the Anchara idea. That's exactly what we're trying to do, man. Exactly. We're going to do it in such a way where it's not just about getting fucked up or it's not just about finding a, a fuck buddy for a, for a day. It's about like, you know, actually trying to see the face of God in such a way that like is structured around what your personal view of that is. You know what I mean? There's actually some, there's some uh, small examples of things similar to what you're describing. Uh, small, like uh, three day. Uh, right. I mean, right, I'm right, sure there's right. some music, I'm sure there's some musical artists on them, but at the, the overwhelming theme is like more some kind of community or some spirituality more than uh, anything. Actually somebody, another person we know, another girl from high school that lives in California is, into these type of events at least one that i know of anyway oh really that's cool did, did i do anything to hurt her in any way no it's actually somebody we know oh, i'll send it to you in the facebook one second i gotta i have to go to the bathroom in a second here sure, was, uh, sure. because sometimes i think about like how much of an asshole i was to people and i feel really bad and i don't know how to, like i don't know how to deal with that all right oh that's cool dude What, what? I, I just realized there's dead air. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'll make some sounds for a minute. Back. But, uh, yeah, it was that that she is uh, goes to she went to Burning. I know she was to Burning Man a lot and some other small ones. I follow her, some of her social media. That's cool, man. I'll have to say what's up. I doubt she'll remember me, though. Oh, dude, I would think she would definitely. I would really think she would remember you. <laughs> really? I don't know, dude. Maybe I just, I, I do have a spooky memory for things, but I would definitely think. I mean, she. I thought you were better friends with her than I was, honestly. I think I met her through you. Well, she was one of those. She, she, I mean, she was always one of those chicks that, like, I, I, I just kind of like appreciated her viewpoints on things, and I didn't really see her as like someone I would try to ever like, you know, disrespect with like some kind of like shitty turn on or whatever, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Some like pickup line or whatever. I felt the same way about another friend of ours who lived in Eng by the library. She was a cool buddy. You know, all those chicks were really cool like that, man. If I think about it, that whole crew. Uh, if you're thinking of, man, that's a crazy story. Yeah, dude, I was, I mean, like, I know exactly who you're thinking about because, like, you know, that's what it is. But, like, she was always just, like, a cool little, like, 
buddy. Wait, is this a deceased person? I hope she's not deceased, man. I don't no, know. No, I think I know. No, did you know this person uh, inherited like a shit ton of money when they turned 18? No, I don't think we're thinking about the same person at all. Uh, I think we are. I'm going to send you a. I'm, I'm going to send you I just you sent it thing. to you. I just sent. Yes, dude, exactly. Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know that at all. She's, She's, she was good friends with my child's mother. She passed away? No, 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 no. But she got, she did, she got a bunch of money. Okay. Not a bunch. She got $100,000, burned it in like uh, four years. It got, it got very, very ugly. Very ugly. Four years, dude? I mean, like, given the right circumstances, I could have got rid of that in a week. Yeah, it did. It, it, it did last <laughs> sort of long. I mean, but it was a slow, pro- it was a slow progression. But yeah, it got sure, very, sure. very, it got very, very dark and ugly at the end. But she's still alive. She's she's fine. Oh, oh man, I don't want to start talking a ton about. No, no, no I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to suggest. I'm just saying, like that whole group of chicks was always really cool with me, man. I, I really, you know what I mean? Like I was thinking about. Oh, dude, can I just tell you this one story real quick, bro? Go ahead. So, do you remember the last person we were talking about, and how you like sent me her name or whatever? And I was like, "Yeah, that's who I was thinking about." Remember that? Yeah. So, like, I was doing the dishes one night, and I was thinking about like I, I had this memory come back to me where it was like one of the first times I had ever done Molly, and we were at somebody's house, and she, and she gave me like this crazy fucking back rub, and she flipped me over and like sat on <laughs> like fuck. And, like straddle me and rub my chest and shit at the height of this experience and being who she is like i was like oh my god this woman is a goddess from the seventh realm of venus are you and, sure like, we're talking about the same person yes i mean and in, in, in the, in i the would previous, never see her as like anything like that <laughs> in the previous example I'm, I'm talking about um i wish there was a way i could tell you uh, i mean I'll, I'll just tell you right now hold on I'm going to send you the initials. That's a person's initials? Yes. Oh, that we were talking about last time? Yes. That's who massaged you. Yes. But it was oh, like- I, okay. I could see seeing that. I could see feeling that way about her. I thought you were talking about person, the next person up doing it. No, no. no I was talking about this particular okay, lady. I, okay. I understand. I totally, I'm with you now. You don't but have like, to explain. But, but like, I was just like, that must have been awesome, dude. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life at that time and place of my life. Yeah, I don't think I'd be. Able, yeah, that would be then, that would be pretty nice. I mean, like, how old were we, dude? I don't know, dude. I wasn't there. I thought you were at that party. Maybe I was. I don't remember. I certainly don't remember this going on. I guess. I mean, I don't think anyone else was in the room to be. But the lights were on and the door was open. Anyway, like, yeah, that was happening. So maybe like 15, 16 years old, maybe. Was it the uh, the the blonde He-Man gentleman's house? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that I was one of the. Of- I think one of the key nights of that, I was vomiting was- for like four hours. So <laughs> I might have missed that. Jesus, Jesus, that was Party Central, baby. Yeah, it was all oh. just it was all just beer. It was just too much beer. I think that was the first time I ever had like 
I mean, I've been drunk on beers, but I think this is the first time I like just drank a ton of beers. It was just too much beer. <laughs> and I remember at like one point it was uh because it happened to another person. And I remember we were both like in uh we were in bunk beds. We were in bunk beds, like passed out, like feeling the the, the too much beer feeling. <laughs> was that um, I, 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 I oh man, there's so many so many memories coming back of all those great people. Those are some good this pe- particular person that I was in the bunk beds with, he's deceased. Who's that, buddy? Send me the send me a name. I won't say it. No, this is a fun game. I love this game. Uh, but I don't want to bum you out by telling you people you didn't know are dead or dead. I accept it, bro. I'll accept it, bro. Oh no, really? Yep. Oh, buddy. Yep. He was like, and like he had uh, weathered some bad shit, I guess, from what I've like heard. Like, I wasn't that close with him at the end, but uh, my kid's mom still talked to him a good bit. And he had like weathered some like bad addiction stuff. And he, at the end, just, uh, I don't know, I guess went back. He had a, the, he had a job as like a chef. He was married. Chick seemed pretty cool. But yeah, yeah he's, he's, too many. he's, too many of us, man. Do you remember what happened to? Um, let me see. What was that? Um, someone I think about sometimes. Fuck! I just it just flew out of my mind. It might come back to me. It might come back to me. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's, just, it's just a weird thing to think about because none of those people, or I think the majority of those people. Like they're just going to get high one time, and then that uh, right so right. weird to me. It could have been me, bro. Oh, it could have been me countless amounts of times. Right. So, like now, like let's live for these people that didn't get a chance to do it. You know what I mean? Like let's let's try harder, not to not to give up, and not judge them, and not like you know shame them and shame their ghosts and say, oh, you poor pitiful creature you have rest now no 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 i'm not saying that at all i'm saying like let's recognize that what happened happened and learn from it yeah there's definitely good memories of that guy online and stuff but it's it's also oh, yeah. very weird to be able to like look at somebody's like facebook and that's still active but they're no longer active oh that's rough dude that's what happened to this person i believe this is who i wanted to say i believe this person passed away I'm typing it to you now. Whoops, that's not... That would have been an unfortunate typo. Hold on. Yes. Yes, that's true. Oh, man. I was friends with her on Facebook also. Yeah, I knew that wasn't... Oh, man. And then... Dude, so dude. This dude, person's not... This let, me, person's, let, me say, let, me, let me tell you this, though. I got to say this. She was my first kiss, bro. Uh, ever, ever. That's, that's less exciting than the massage situation, but still, she's an okay I know. person. Just paying, just paying respects, dude. So, but th- this person's still alive, but uh, I feel like I might be blowing people's spots. This person had like not one but two significant others in a row. Okay, uh, I mean, I, I get that. I'm not. <clears throat> that's dude. That's one that I look at. I'm just like, oof. Who is that? Uh, you might not. Never mind. That might not be as. It's kind of the same group of people. 
Okay. I mean, like, I know there was a lot of people by that name, but I didn't like, <clears throat> I don't remember hanging out with anyone by that name. Uh, in that, that, that group of girls, sort of. How, how about this one? The one who was like my first big, 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 like, crush and she knew it and she fucking like I don't know if she knew it in a manipulative way but I just don't think she gave me like time of day um, but yeah this is going to blow your mind if you don't know this story hold on I'm typing it now tell me if you know her story as of now Uh, I mean what I don't know anything like real pertinent. I know who that. I mean, I know who that is pretty well. But yeah, what did she like? Having did she have like some kind of trouble or some shit? Yeah, buddy. Oh no, I didn't know this. What do tell? Oh shit! Hold on a second. Yeah, so <clears throat> you knew I was like crazy in love with this chick, right? Or, uh, or, I think or, a lot of people. I think a lot of people probably were. Yeah, I think I did know that to some extent. Okay, so uh, so there was this one time I was having a house party, right? And uh, and she was there, and like I had this other buddy who was there, and like she was all over him, and like she was staring at me, and she was like grinding on his legs and shit. <laughs> and like, please don't repeat this to anyone with her name attached to it. I, I, I beg you. But I'm, I'm gonna, not going to talk to anybody. Cool. I'm, Cause I'm just being real. Um, so like then she goes and she's like, I have to use the bathroom. And I'm I want to know who that was. Okay, go on. Continue. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, but um, hold comment for a moment. And I, then so, I have and, guesses. And then, so like she comes back. Oh, okay. Never mind. That wasn't, that's not exciting. <laughs> she comes back outside and then she goes, I left a mess in there. And I'm like, what? Oh, <clears throat> or something to that effect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that's exactly what she said, but something to that effect. And I go in there and there's fucking blood all over the seat. Oh, that's not as fun. But like in my mind, dude, I was like, <clears throat> kind of like turned on a little bit, like aroused. I could, yeah. I mean, if you're fifth, I like, can see that. Like I'm being, I'm being totally real, man. I was kind of like, okay, is this like a clue? And then like, and then like, because <clears throat> I've always had that kind of mindset. Like I've always wanted to know like what I could see that being excited to a lot of, I could see that being exciting yeah. to a lot of teenage boys. Right. So then like the next time I see her was in the parking lot of a Wexford flat situation. And like, she's like, come on, get in the car. Let's go for a ride. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh my God, is this really happening? And like, as a result of doing that, I think I got fired from the job I was working at, which is like a grocery store. Because like, if she would have said like, slam your dick in the car door a few times, I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt about this person. <laughs> so, so I get in the car and she's talking to me about all of her like lovely exploits. And she hung out with Pharrell and she's doing all this crazy shit what? in high school. No, I'm, I'm just saying this was the next time I saw her. I saw oh. her like, after high school. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> With Pharrell. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just looking into her eyes and I'm just like in love with her. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I understand Shakespeare when I look at her eyes. You know what I mean? Like, that's the level it was. 
but I didn't I didn't know why. I didn't know why that was. I didn't know like she had that effect on people, but I never like the thing about her, she was always very yeah, I don't know, like she was kind of dude like to talk to. I think that's why she had that effect. Right. She Maybe. was like a, almost could, like a tomboy. I could I could totally see that. But like so we're hanging out in her car and she's talking to me about these things and um I'm like I don't I don't I don't know how it happened. I like I, I just knew it like I had to get out of the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, like that's how lost I was. I don't, like she like I didn't say I had to leave and she didn't say get out, but I just knew like the time with her was over. And I just felt like my heart just like twisting into a fist. <laughs> and, like crushing crushing my bow crushing my bowels. You know what I mean? Like like you ever cough so hard you feel like your anus is gonna protract like like from the inside kind of feel it, man. Wait, wait was she like how how old were you at this point? I was probably in my mid twenties, like early, early t- <laughs> no no, I'm sorry. I was probably in my early twenties because because I got kicked out of high school in eleventh grade. And then, like, I just kind of roamed the earth for a while. She's just like, she's like, oh, I hung out with Pharrell. Yeah, and she's told me all of her exploits, and I'm like, oh, I live at my parents' house. What were her exploits? You know what I mean? Like, what were her exploits? No, like, the things about, like, going to Florida and doing all this shit, like, living, like, like, like a music video kind of lifestyle. And so, like, years go by. And like, I see her pop up in these rooms. Oh yeah, you don't. You just have to say rooms. Yeah, go on. Well, no, no, like rooms of like the chat rooms, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, we'll call them chat rooms. So you're I not even her. allowed to. Are you, wait, are you not supposed to talk about uh, these adult rooms at all? Is that like no, part I mean, of it? I've never heard I, of that before. No, I mean like because I respect them. So. Oh, because she's in those rooms. Okay, but we didn't give a we didn't we didn't say who it was. So okay, I, I'm with you. Go on. But, but like, uh, just as a uh, parallel statement, I think this is important. Like, um, they they have the twelve steps, but they also have the twelve traditions, and I just blew the whole thing right there. But anyway, um, so this I, I see her in the chat rooms, <laughs> and uh, and like it's like. I'm looking at her and I and I'm trying to listen to her. And I and then I realized like why is she here? Like I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's a glitch in the matrix. Like what like I, I feel like the reason I'm here is because I couldn't have her. And it fucking broke my matrix for a minute. You know what I mean? Like it broke my reason that I was doing things because Wait. That exact moment did, or there had been this feeling all along that somehow led to that moment. No, that in that moment, I realized that man, and I felt such tremendous compassion for her and how I like, I didn't see her as a whole person. I saw her as an idea as everybody else did apparently, because like when you pedestalize someone like that, you don't see her, you just see what she could do for you. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and now, <clears throat> so like years go by, right? Years go by. And she gets 
into some serious fucking trouble with like money laundering and drug trafficking and all kinds of shit. She was always ambitious like that. That doesn't surprise me. No, I'm serious, bro. It was bad. Like she was, uh, you know, I I mean, I don't know if she's still locked up or whatever, but like she had like a bail me out of jail page for a while. Wow. Is this like in the paper and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I never heard. And I usually hear such things. Because, like, you know, when you're depressed sometimes, and you go on like those people I used to know type uh, rabbit holes. Like, I'm sure everybody's done that. Let's not be liars. I've done it. Oh, without question. <clears throat> so, like, but like all that's to say, like, if I were to ever see her again, I would want to be her friend, and I would want to apologize for like pedestalizing her in such a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, that's wild. Yeah, it's a story. I'm thinking about writing it like in a novel, but like changing the names. So be on the lookout for that. I'm not really seeing any like. I mean, that could be pretty. That could be. I don't know if that could be a that common of a name. I don't know how I found it, but I found it, bro. I was like, oh, uh, I believe I believe you. That's just weird. I want to like, I want to read it now. And maybe, uh, maybe she was married too. So I'm looking at her name. Yeah, I believe she has a a daughter. I don't know. I always see. Uh, I've seen some. I've seen some interesting people in, in the rooms over the years that you wouldn't probably necessarily expect. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, dude, the rooms were my high school reunion, bro. Shit. I never really saw that many people like that, but... Uh, oh, oh, dude, I did. I did. Especially in the North Hills. Fuck. But see, I didn't do a lot. I didn't do a lot in that area also. I was like mainly in Butler. Oh, there. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I really want to know what, like, I really want to know, like, the details of this. Uh, was it like a drug ring or something? Yeah, dude, it was. They, they had a couple different operations. I've always wondered what it would be like to like live in like some kind of like situation <laughs> like that. It must be incredibly exciting for like a small amount of time. Of course it is. That's why people like, want hanging to out with Pharrell and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's this, a lot of people dude. with money uh, uh, hanging out with celebrities that are skirting the law, probably. And, I mean, and more have, pro- uh, questionable. Yeah, but that, more, there's, more nothing wrong with it. there's nothing wrong with it. It's just weird to think about. Because I feel like maybe they're even having more fun than the actual celebrities. Well, you know what Andy Warhol used to say. He said a lot of things. What in the future, everyone will be famous for five minutes. Yeah, but I think like that is like uh, like TikTok. I feel like that's the manifestation of like what Warhol said with that. Yeah, I mean that's one of YouTube. Yeah, all of them really. Yeah, I mean, take your pick, bro. Uh, Who else was I thinking about, man? Uh. 
Do you ever know what happened to? I couldn't find him anywhere. I had a, I had a good one too to think about. This person's no, of course not. Oh yeah, like no. what happened? What happened to that guy? Who knows, dude? I'm sure he's at like a home or something. He, he oh, was God. he was he was a little bit. I had some awareness of him, like a little bit of that. Uh, our one good friend who died. Yeah, very yeah. close with him, and he was telling yeah. me uh, he had come back to hang out with like uh, certain groups of people from high school, and like uh, the person we're talking about became like their like mascot again, sort of. And he was like, "Oh, we'll call our friend oh. Joe." It's like, "Hey, Joe, you're gonna come hang out with us. You're gonna be <laughs> one of the guys. You're gonna be one of the guys." Yeah, he <laughs> tried. He tried, bro. He tried. Huh? What do you he mean? Tried? Tried? I think he was, I think honestly, he was probably a little autistic. Let's be honest. I think everybody is, man. Yeah, but uh, what an interesting person, honestly. Like, I remember, like, one time, because, you know, he was in that, like, primarily in the same room for all of high school. He was, (laughs) that's true. Yeah, he was in that, like, that room for people. I totally totally forgot about that. Well, but sometimes that room like overlapped with like the suspension room. Yeah, I remember one time like we were all in the same we were all in the same room at the end of the day, and he was like, uh, he was drawing on the board about like how uh, because uh, (laughs) how Jay Leno was Italian, somebody (laughs) else was Italian, that David Letterman was also Italian, and then you and then you and then you had the fucking. A football coach just sitting there reading, like, "Yeah, fuck you, I fuck you, shut the fuck up." <laughs> no, they're like, they're like, no, Kevin Letterman's an Irish name. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, he had like like charts and things on the board. Like, he was dude, like, actually have... drawing it out. Dude, this is gonna be my. This is gonna be in the novel. This is gonna be in the novel. We have to work together on this. Oh my god, your memory, and I'll and I'll write the stories. Please give me all your well, memories no, for a br- for a brief period. Um. That, that deceased fellow had uh i don't know exactly who he was working on it with but he had like a, <laughs> the beginnings of like a graphic novel because it had like a oh, draw yeah. it had a drawing of this this guy we're talking about like with a samurai sword because i think he really, uh, so- i think he really liked knives didn't he? wasn't he like like really into like ninjas <laughs> yes. And- yes 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 but like it was like an all serious like graphic novel like this blade is an extension of my soul he reminded me of fucking Gomer Pyle from Full Metal Jacket with those blades, dude. I don't think I was friends with him at the point that Kill Bill came out, but I always remember thinking like, like this kid probably like really liked Kill Bill like a lot. Oh yeah, did you ever go to his? Ha- did you ever go to his house? No, <laughs> you told me stories. Did you ever I, go- I never necessarily believed any of this either. By the way. Dude, you never went. You never. You know. <laughs> you said his mom was in like a bathtub like all the time. Yes, yes, yes. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> like, she was just in a bathtub, like at all times. Dude, dude, dude. It was so. It was so. I don't believe. I don't believe this. It was so traumatizing. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. You're making this up. <laughs> she was like, so she's so completely. <laughs> she occupied a bathtub at all times. Because I remember you told me all this that I saw his dad once. His dad just seemed like kind of like a regular guy. (laughs) It didn't seem like he had a bathtub life. (laughs) No, it just seemed like whenever I was there, she was in the bathtub. Oh, okay. That's a little different. That's a little different. 
you painted I, I, a story of a woman that like did not leave the bathtub at like any well, time. Like, well, I had I, conversations I, with you. Yeah. Like, I always like to spin a good yarn. You know what I mean? So like I took you, you the, had it told like she was like the great and powerful Oz behind like a bathroom wall. <laughs> like that was like <laughs> you never saw her. You just like heard like bidding. <laughs> Kevin, bring me the soap. You fuck. <laughs> that's so funny the other one I, I was never like necessarily sure of you know your uh the iranian your iranian neighbor oh yeah dude he was so much, <laughs> you, had he was some, so, you had a story he, about them too <laughs> that uh, i was dude. never quite sure about oh yeah that really happened yeah um yeah, he, like he, I just he, pictured like these foreign parents, like that don't yeah. speak English, like yelling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, this guy. They had to know English like to some extent. <laughs> they did, but at the same time, like their cultural values were so embedded in them that like they didn't know how to deal with us at all. So like we were the most spoiled rotten people ever. Well, and the other thing is they were Iranian, but like you you portrayed them as like chinese and like i don't think i knew the difference back then either that's the other scary thing i think i was just like i think i was just like yeah iranian chinese same thing no no i i i, I tried to depict them in their um, iranian scenario and i wasn't it trying sounded to... chinese when you did. and well that you know we we learn our craft as we go you know but, but well, that, like, that story in itself like had like legend like amongst our peers that like didn't it, know us like so well. We would, really? We, we, yeah, tell me we, about that. Tell me about that, please. <laughs> people would like be like asking me like questions about it, like whether it was true. It's like, is it true that this you go to this kid's house and it's like sweet baby Jesus and it's like <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole thing like uh, come get dinner, come get dinner, sweet <laughs> Jesus. And, like people were, like asking me like like secondhand like is it true you've been to this place haven't you i was like i was there yeah but i didn't talk to his parents he just like spun he spun dj records and that was all that happened there was no chinese parents or anything (laughs) well he actually became quite a successful dj man I don't know. I don't know what he's doing right now, but I know he was hitting the scene pretty hard back in the day before like COVID and shit. Yeah, but I mean, what does that really, I mean, what does that get you? Oh, I, uh, he must not have became like successful enough because I actually looked for that. His what, his first mixtape that I had was actually excellent. It was really good. Hell yeah, dude. And like, so his whole, his whole philosophy was like, I want to do what I love, but I also want to maintain like a certain moderation and my like ability to do that. So like he, he was very smart that way. Like he didn't try to sell out or do it. Like he he did his own thing at his terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my opinion, in my in my opinion, and I always looked up to him for that because like we'd be at his place or we'd be jamming or whatever, and like his his mother would be calling his name the way she did, and he'd be like, "Shut the fuck up and bring me a sandwich." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this dude's the man, <laughs> and he was a short little guy, but like he didn't give a shit. Well, it was just funny. It was like that story, like carried on as like legend. So, like, it might have been like kids, like maybe a year younger than us. I remember like they were asking me about it. Like, wow. really? I was like, I, I mean, it's. I guess that's sort of true. I mean, I never saw myself as a role model in that way, but that's pretty cool. 
I, I mean, I, I think there's like a lot of mythology, particularly with people a year younger than you. So I think there's probably like this like illusion that like because of the circle like we were like with that there's like uh, some like fear and loathing in Las Vegas party going on or like oh yeah electric Kool Aid acid that but when really it's just people sleeping in each other's basements and taking uh, acid. But I think I think the younger generations like tend to want to believe there's some like epic party that they they just missed no it's the party that we have to make dude like what happened in the past happened like yes i wish i was at woodstock sure whatever but let's what what can we do right now you know what i mean like let's not like look back and suck our thumbs and cry because we didn't get to do that let's let's figure it out and do it now and that's what we're doing that's what we get to, that's what we get to do and it's so exciting <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. Kids are so I mean you you know like so little. Like if you had like even like a tenth of the knowledge you do at a certain age, they could like like form a full fledged like revolution, honestly. I mean that's the one time in your life right. you have like complete autonomy. I mean you have a job that's like a couple hours a week. That's all the money you like really need to do a lot of things, honestly. Right. And yeah, no other responsibilities. Like they could be yep. like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It seems like the rave scene could have been like more impressive. People like put their mind to it more. Yeah, that's because we 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 didn't have a big enough imagination. We just wanted to f- feel something for a minute. You know well, what I mean? Or maybe there's just too much distractions. Like I know, like in uh, the UK, well, that's true. The you UK, certainly... yeah. when the UK had the '80s summer of love. Like they were like. There's a lot of problems under like Thatcher, like the economy being shit. And what about the German love parade? Didn't that become quite the problem? Well, I, eventually it, it caused a trampling incident, and that's what ended ultimately. Like, it no longer became like a fun thing to commemorate. It became like the fucking trampling. And, and then, yeah, and there's that, a and massive that, trampling, and a bunch dude, of people died. And, and that brings me back to the Burning Man thing, like. I like the idea, but it's become such a commercial thing now that it's... I hear it's, some weird, weird shit, too, going on there. I've heard some weird well, I, first-hand I, stories from people. I want to hear that right away, if you don't mind sharing. But, like, but it's just the same, I think. It's like, it's like if you look at... If, if you go into that space that they rented or whatever, like they have exclusive deals on like four wheelers now through different companies. Like they have totally. It's, oh, it's they completely fucking, commercialized. They fucking sold out. Yeah, <clears> but there's also that. like levels of like hierarchies and like certain certain parties you can't get into unless you're like this person in like L.A. or in the industry. Right, right. And right then right. there's like all, and then on top of that, all kinds of weird like Luciferian, which is fine. But like even the Burning Man symbol symbolism. In and of itself, although it's like, there, it's like there's a very to, famous yeah, orgy, there's yeah. a very famous orgy tent. I know some people that like I, I don't know. It's the thing that everybody like says they're gonna go do and be like wild in their youth. Yeah, yeah. I heard that's like the most uncomfortable, like sanitary situation, like every ever. Like well, everybody's just paranoid. <laughs> they're just trying to fuck and get out of there as quickly as possible. Say they did it. So, like, let me just say this about the orgy experience. You have to you have to come at it with education. You have to come at it with consent. And you have to come at it with respect for each other. And so, like, there was this one time where, like, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I'm all over the place with stories, but I just, like, you know, I'm in the Zen mode. You know what I mean? So, like, 
so there was this one time where like I was about to leave a strip club and I was really bummed out. It was a shitty day. And I, and I'd done like an eight ball to myself and oh. I was about to leave and I was about to leave the strip club. That's a this, bad, that's a very yucky feeling. Right. Right. And, and I remember it was, it was like new year's Eve or something. And this chick, fucking gorgeous girl dude comes up to me she's like yeah we're having a house party you want to come and i'm like are you kidding me yes of course i like like let's go and then i went there and i didn't leave for five days uh, yeah <laughs> i can i can believe it dude i can definitely believe and, and, it. And like this was some real like fucking caligula shit man but like at the same time like i was glad i had the experience i do not regret it and like you know uh but like now I'm moving on, but at the same time, like the orgy experience, if done, you know, in the right way, is pretty cool. Which there's like an orgy experience with a bunch of strippers. That was my experience, yeah. But like they didn't just stay strippers; they became people as I got to know them. Oh, uh, see, because like anytime like, I'm in those situations, it ends up with like a, like like large handfuls of like crack cocaine, a gun. Uh, yeah, see, I was very fortunate. These particular this particular group of people was more into like, you know, uh, the rave scene. And they're strippers. Interesting. Yeah, like think about think about like all like think about some of the girls that like we went to school with. It's like when they they turned eighteen, they all just like unified and like we're we're gonna go strip and we're gonna fucking take this yeah. fucking town over. We could be controlled like largely by like eighteen year old female warlords. It's funny because, like, back in the old Dionysus days, like, women would, like, just strip naked and start running to the hills, like, out of nowhere. And they would do it in honor of the god Dionysus, who was the god of wine and dance and orgy. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. And it would almost be, like, uh, an intuitive thing. It would almost be, like, something, like, I'm drawn to. You know what I mean? For these people. So, like, and that, and they usually came out of a very decadent society, I might add. Whether that be like Greece or Rome, when like everything, all your needs are provided for all the time. There's no struggle. There's no need to like figure out how you're going to survive today. You know what I mean? So then, that's like, what it'd be. It would be nice to just get to that. <laughs> right. It would be nice to get to the point where like everybody in society, like, you know, the, the, a large majority of society is like one $400 catastrophe away from like total ruin almost. Wow. That's, that's terrifying. An overwhelming majority of people, one $400 problem, their, their whole, wow. Whole operation falls apart. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's like skin of the teeth time. I don't know if that statistic is necessarily like they're like out on the streets, but like, I mean, they're going to start falling behind like mortgages, car payment, et cetera. Your car gets repossessed. You can't get to work. You lose your job. You can't keep your house. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. That sucks, dude. That sucks. That's why we need community. Well, and then like, like Uber, like Uber is largely in like Lyft or largely operating on a loss. Do you know this? Yeah, and they're in terrible danger most of the time too, because well, they don't know where to pick them up. Well, no, well, they're no. I'm saying the companies themselves like operate. They lose money every time they give you a ride. Uber is wow. a company. Wow. They're they're trying to hold out because uh, self-driving vehicles 
they're going to become like the most lucrative companies in the world after that. So they're just trying to perfect it and get, get the technology up to that level. Dude, before we get too off track, I want you to definitely tell me the orgy stories, but AI AI simultaneously like terrifies me to the core of my existence. And it also gives me a lot of hope and imagination. How do you feel about AI? Um, I think it's like uh, the next, and whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I think it might be the next like a logical step in evolution. And if the AI is ever going to like overtake us, it's probably too late. So we might as well, uh, I don't know, yeah. cautiously embrace it because it's eventually going to happen regardless. We can just make it happen like slower and have a better relationship with it. But precisely. And that's, um, there's a, there's a book I would recommend if you wanted to check it out. It's by a guy named Ray Kurzweil. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. very familiar with Ray Kurzweil. Oh, right on bro. See, this is why we're such good buddies. See over this, long extent of time that we have not communicated we've still felt drawn to the same subjects and i find that really fucking fascinating oh yeah he uh his thing was that uh human beings are the reproductive organs of the uh ai if you think about it that's exactly that makes like yeah perfect sense honestly was that it was was that particularly a particular idea from the singularity is near I don't know all his stuff on singularity. I just know like his most like profound, maybe well-known idea was that the human beings are technically just the reproductive organs of like uh, artificial intelligence. And if you break it down to its core, like that's almost inarguable. Well, one thing that he said that really, really stood out to me and like made me really scared was when he was asked, do you think God exists? And then his response was, not yet well i think it's more like like uh the absolute uh manifestation of like science to the point that we understand uh everything there is about like uh the science of life so to speak that exists like abstractly and this whole rush is to uh artificially to create that essence uh i don't know to have human beings create that essence. So it's like a God we create almost. Right. So it's like, I don't know how you feel about Elon Musk or whatever, but like when it, when it comes down to this question, I kind of agree with him when he says that like, we have to help shape an AI whose fundamental value is, or, or like the number one value is freedom. Yeah. But then like, I didn't know that about I didn't know that about his yeah. AI thoughts, but then couldn't freedom to them also just like isn't the problem ultimately like it becomes like Skynet that the 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 solution to the human problem is no more humans if it's kept within the matrix like when I use the term matrix I want to refer back to what I had said about like the cultural programming that one accepts as the reality so if that matrix is programmed into that AI mind we're going to have a serious fucking problem because <clears throat> at the bottom of it is uh, a wrong-headed idea of thermodynamics and a wrong-headed idea of... I don't know the thermodynamics. You, you said it the time thermodynamics point before. I don't know this at all. What is the thermodynamics? Uh, all right. So in classical uh, you know, science, physics, what have you, the hard sciences, they would say, um, the second law of thermodynamics is that everything 
that exists is going to be destroyed. So like through ideas of um, the rate and the exchange of heat <coughs> and what that does to, to matter uh, is that it eventually gets destroyed. And that's the idea of entropy, like things decay. Therefore, the law of everything is that we're all going to just die. It sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, carbon can be destroyed. <clears throat> the, ener- the energy cannot. Right. And so, like, upon what you just said there, that energy cannot, now we're looking at the, you know, the CERN colliders, and we're seeing that, like, <clears throat> every one of these particles is a fucking universe. Every single one of them. And, and, and it's baffling, and we can't even keep up with what we're discovering. And now we're saying, like, so thermodynamics is wrong. Because we don't know what nature's habits really are. So, like, <clears throat> there's a guy named uh, Ilya Prigozhine, and he took this to task, bro. And he and he got some serious acclaims for his ideas because they were so optimistic. Because they were saying stuff like, you know, uh, thermodynamics is not necessarily true. Because now that we're looking at fractal geometry and we see that like things are much more complicated than they are and that they're moving in similar ways based on the ways that they were moving previously. And if those previous ways can be manipulated in different ways, then we can grow different ways. Then we can learn different ways. Then we can act different ways. And it goes all the way down to that level of fractality where we see that like time itself doesn't even that doesn't even come into play here, man, because in every single moment that we're drawing a breath, how we're thinking about our whole environment and, and, and what we're manifesting in it is under the control of the person experiencing it. And so just like the universe and evolution and progress and novelty, like the, and nature does not have laws. It has habits. And these habits can be learned. And like, like I was talking about with my parenting methods, like if you work in partnership with what is natural to try to bring a creative force out of it, that's how we change. That's how we can apply new ideas. And that's kind of like, <clears throat> uh, it's kind of like a whole field theory for me that goes from that idea of just like basic partnership values um throughout like how i look at like how i interact with you know most most about anybody i like the idea the time that like time is like actually not linear and that all all events are like always happening continuously and uh right 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 so even if uh you're like organic matter decays and ceases to exist at some point that has already happened and yep and it's happening happened, so yeah it's kind of comforting you know it is it is i'm so glad you said that because like you know the idea of like the snake eating itself yeah nobody wants it to end but if it doesn't end then it's less scary right but like we forget that it's a ride the snake eating itself is is a ride and it's a playful thing and there's scary parts and there's like repetitive parts, but it's a ride, you know? And so like in ancient Egypt, guess what their ultimate 
number one, uh, first and foremost, God was. What, the snake? Yeah, dude. In that precise idea of the, of the snake that is eating it, snake eating itself, and its name is Atum. Oh, A-T- yeah. Out here in Ohio, there's uh, this, uh, it's like an hour from my house, the Serpent Mounds. And uh, at the fall oh, yeah. solstice, it's like an egg consu- uh, being consumed by like a serpent. Dude, I would love to go there with you and eat some mushrooms sometime. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you want to do that? Let's fucking do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, do you want to go for five grams? That might be like, well, it's this thing is it, it closes like at dusk. But although the, the solstice, the solstice event there, there's a ton of people. I, I, I've never gone for it, but I've like seen what goes on. It's like a pretty big event at like the uh, fall solstice. So it like, might be the, a little bit too much to do in a public place. I don't know. Oh, that's true. But like, what's the closest we can get to it without being like breaking the law? Well, I think just doing it is breaking the law technically. Well, I mean, they don't have to know that shit. <laughs> we can just uh, sit- yeah. I, I think we could like like peacefully so do it. So what I think we should do this is this this could be an idea is like we'll just sit there together quietly with a notebook and we'll have pens and we'll just write down what we're saying that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like we're gonna kind of look strange to like because there's like hundreds of people there at this time. I just feel like we're gonna look like. But I mean, yeah. I guess what are, what are they gonna do really? But I don't know. I, the other thing is like, like, can you handle what, your can you, can you handle your fungus? I, I mean, these, I think I think I think so. But like, there's also been instances where I was like at a uh, I was at like a, a Phil Lesh concert, and. uh Luckily, I rode through it, but there could have been. Uh-huh. I mean, it could have gone. It could have gone the other way. It could have completely gone the other way in this uh, this bathroom, waiting to pee. Oh it, no, yeah. not the bathroom! Not the bathroom. Was no, there luckily, no, was there luckily, uh, I don't remember what there was, but luckily, luckily, I, I was able to ride it out. But it could have easily. I, I could see, the, like this particular incident, I could see like myself uh, needing medical attention at a uh. concert. I'm sorry, buddy. Did I ever tell you about this? My experience with this one, this particular lady. Hold on, <laughs> you're gonna laugh your ass off, bro. I think this is her name. I was just, I was actually just so weird. I was just thinking of her. <laughs> you were? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually was. Was this the lady you were talking about, or was this a different thing? Talking about where? When you mentioned the um, the doc- the Doctor Phil thing, Doctor Phil thing, was it the, no the Doctor Drew thing? The Doctor Drew thing. Oh no no no! I don't know how you got there. I don't know either. Uh, I, I just didn't want to say anything to offend you if that was the <coughs> case, because synchronicity no. the synchronicities happen, dude. I but this person you're talking about, the person that we know that you're talking about right now, I always. I always uh, she got ripped on, but I always, I don't know. There's something very uh, latently sexual about her that I liked. Uh, me too, buddy. Me too. So here's the story, dude. Ready for this shit? Uh-huh. So like I was in a situation where I was going to have like a, a hotel experience with her and two other people. And we all did shrooms. And then like all of a sudden, like everybody's body parts became monsters. And I, and I left everybody there. And I was the only person that drove. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and I drove down 19 at like five miles an hour. Okay. 
and I'm like, I'm peeking, dude. I'm peeking hard. And I and I somehow carefully get to my parents' driveway and I open the door and my mom is crying over her birthday cake. Okay. Because <laughs> I forgot it was her birthday. <laughs> for- Wait, the hotel experience like just happened like middle of the day, like before your mom's birthday. No, like we had so like my mom and my dad and I had like a birthday dinner for her or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going out with some friends. And she's like, okay, bye. And then like, that was probably at like, I don't know, seven or 8 PM. And I had taken her credit card, terrible person that I was. And I got this room for us. You know what I mean? And, uh, and um, so like I picked everybody up. I, I, I got everything situated and like, I'm doing this. And I start like really freaking out in the room. And then like everybody, everybody's body parts turn to monsters. But, uh, you know, but like I, I had dated her previous to that. We had some fun times, but like at that time, when I, and then like my mom's crying over the birthday cake and I'm like, uh, I'm going to bed. And then like I went downstairs and I watched the three stooges and laughed my ass off. And I was like, that was a crazy time. That's what's, that's what's confusing about it. Like you had dinner, like organized, like an orgy freaked out and like got home. And like, she was still like, it was still like crying over the birthday cake time. Well, I don't know, man, because like she, I guess her I just picture you freaking out and leaving an orgy at like five in the morning, six in the morning. Yeah, it was pretty, it was that pretty doesn't late. seem like a, like a lunchtime activity. Well, the reason she was she, the reason she was like so pissed because like you know like in the center of the island like that's where we kept like cakes or whatnot, and she was just like sitting there waiting for me like mother like mothers do, because her credit card company called her and told her about this strange <laughs> tra- transaction that had happened, and so like she's fucking she's fucking pissed, you know, but she's also like heartbroken because like why would you do this? You're an asshole. You know what I mean? You drove home from a group sex situation. <laughs> To credit card fraud and <laughs> three stooges. Yep. I'd be really upset the next day. I mean, I took it in stride. Yeah. Yeah. But then I but but then I was driving down 19 one time and I saw her and I saw her driving next to me. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> there goes the guitar. And I saw her driving next to me. And then like she stops her car and she starts throwing garbage at my car. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, she's ex- she's eccentric for sure. Yeah. But like like uh she got demonized by our friend who passed away and some other some other people. Cause I think they had some like liaisons with her. So like for that reason, I was always like leery of like any but like there were several different times where it seemed like it could have gotten very, very exciting with her right. just like hanging around like a couple dudes. Right, seemed like a good no, time. Like, good time. <laughs> so tell me about the uh, Burning Man thing. I mean, the, a ton of Hollywood people fucking go there, and uh, well, I just know people that have like gone out for like <laughs> they're they're like they're into the burn or whatever. They go out for like however long they go out, but uh, there's so there's like, uh, so, so like your sources are reliable though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know people who like. Because now anymore, like it's unless you're like a fucking rich person, unless you like work it, it's very hard to get tickets. Like it's very expensive. 
Gotcha. There's a lot of things that are, so a lot of people like go work it so they can just hang out. But uh, there's, there's a well-known like orgy tent. And uh, it's like the thing that a lot of people like, I don't know, they're going to like go and be wild for that time in their youth. They're going to go to the burning man orgy tent. And I right. just heard it's very, uh, it's very <laughs> uh, sanitary and like not, it's not like this Caligula experience. It's just like mostly people with like their wife or husband or like serious significant other trying to fucking not look at other people in like corners, their own separate corners. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. They hand out like wet naps. That's the other thing. Like the whole festival, everybody's like either hot or freezing. Like it, people can't smell good. Like at it. Uh, then there's a, there's another thing. Um, this is wild too. Like you can go like look yourself up. So there's like these uh, naked like fo- like naked like art photograph people. Okay. I mean, th- there's every kind of thing you could want to do. But these people just like take this take pictures of everybody uh, naked if they want to be naked, and like they, they do them like artistically with like masks and things. And then there's Sweet. a website you can go like look at yourself. <clears throat> That's pretty cool, man. And you can see like just like yeah, thousands of people. But the thing is, they're wearing like eyes wide shut. Like hell yeah. <laughs> kind of weird masks well i don't know there's a lot of like cult like speculation behind burning man all sorts of stuff like i guess the actual act of burning the guy after whatever amount of days has some kind of uh numerology stuff i I don't know everybody says everything's like a satanic cult nowadays so but supposedly burning man there is some like uh ritualistic like pagan shit i mean they admit to a lot of that but Oh yeah, that's why there's people that want to turn yeah. it into a big conspiracy of like the Hollywood elite. Like, it's, it's really based on old Celtic mythology, in my opinion. And like, uh, did you ever see that movie, uh, The Wicker Man, like the old version? Uh, no. Yeah, if you get a chance, like, there's this movie called The Wicker Man, and they made it in, like maybe '78 or so. Really freaky, really cool, and it gets and it goes to like the real core of what that is all about. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, everything I hear about Burning Man, it, it sounds like there's like some cool stuff about it, but like, this also seems like a situation like you gotta be really, really fucking careful, or like the elements will kill you. And I don't think I want to necessarily deal with that on like heavy psychedelics. Right. Yeah, you gotta be careful setting the setting, dude. Just all those people around. Like uh, I don't know. I've yeah, always, like, yeah, like heavily social situations. I don't know are necessarily aren't necessarily a good thing. Or at least you got to be very, very careful. Like it has to be a mild amount of something. Right. I would. Uh, I wouldn't go to the deep places without if if there was people I didn't trust. You know what I mean? Uh, just people. Period. Around like I can't go too deep. Like I don't know. Uh, it has to be like a small group of people in like wilderness usually to go What's like the, to yeah. like that's just with the uh the serpent mound idea sure, uh, sure i don't i don't know quite how well that would work out necessarily what's the deepest what's the deepest you ever went bro i i've done like three four hits of dmt and like completely broke through oh but, tell, uh, me, like, tell me about that yeah shrooms and acid though are like I don't know. There seems to be like a level of like actual polite society that you can like kind of try to make yourself enjoy. 
like on shrooms or acid, but like it's a very fine line and it's easy to like go like over that. Yeah, definitely nobody's gonna want to like take DMT like at the Serpent Mounds and just like hang out. I mean, That'd I might want to do it. I would do it like at night or something, like right, right, isolated. Uh, who knows? I might do it anyway. I'm just saying. Yeah, that could get to a weird place. Like I could see how you could end in like a end up in like a psych ward for like an extended period of time, which has happened a lot with uh, heavy psychedelic use, not it, carefully you, done. Right, absolutely. If you're not careful, you're you're in for it, dude. But like for me, like I I only go to the deep places by myself. The Phil Lesh concert I'm thinking at in particular, there was like, okay, like it ended after like however many hours, 12, 13, that it typically ends. But there was a good two to three day period where I thought like the official story of what was happening that I'd always thought wasn't exactly necessarily what was going on. There was this underclass of gnome people that existed on Phil Lesh tour. Awesome. And I assume awesome. other places. Yeah, but I, I I would have seriously told like a law enforcement officer, uh, attending physician, I would have probably talked like with great <laughs> seriousness about this. And if instead of finding my friends at the concert, I would have like found an ambulance, it could have it could have gotten <laughs> scary. Right. I'm, sorry, I'm, not, I'm not trying to laugh at you, buddy. I'm just like <laughs> laughing. I'm laughing with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's just what I would have think of like in advance. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then like I don't know when I, when I hear about these like ayahuasca ceremonies, people like uh, travel to like travel to take, like I don't, I I just feel like uh, shitting and puking in buckets with a bunch of like strangers from like Iowa, yeah, like, the, uh, yeah, yeah, in, in, like the mountains of Venezuela. <laughs> I could see how that could just like I don't know be a little bit of a bummer. It could be really cool too. I mean, you could meet really cool people, but I could also see it backfiring. And it's for that reason that's what we're doing, what we're doing, man. Because like the 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 way that we're going to be, sorry to keep plugging this, it just comes up. Uh, it's like what we're going to be doing is like we're going to be able to. Have you heard of DMTX? No. So DMTX is like a a, a new way to approach the dimethyltryptamine experience in such a way that you can extend it. So like usually a breakthrough would last to like maybe uh, I don't know like in real time like 18 to half an hour you know what I mean uh, would that be your uh, uh, oh yeah I don't know to me it's with that it's always you get to this place and you get back and you like can't articulate anything that just like happened but you know it did happen but yeah, it's right, probably like right. 20 minutes, but it feels like it could be like, it feels like time is inconsequential for like at least a little, a little bit. Precisely. So what DMTX does is it takes that 20 minutes. It could give you like two hours or it could give you three hours. This might be and what that, Alex Jones was talking about, how like uh, people in the government are taking like massive doses of like DMT and like meeting with interdimensional beings and getting like the plans for society. Huh. Who knows, dude? I just know that, like, I, I've experienced it myself, and I've, uh, I've, I've, I'm not one to like uh, suggest a thing or work toward an idea without totally doing it myself. That's like the research that I try to encourage people to do when it comes to these things. Is like really learn about it by experience. It's only by experience that we know anything. Anyway, 
so it's like you can you can take your time and learn in that space to to its very specific degree to a very fine tuning to and then like we're gonna have like very uh close monitors on you so you should come check us out bro Oof, that sounds gnarly and like and like we actually make it like a sacred experience you know what i mean like to, to whatever like you would design your own ritual if you want no ritual at all that's fine if you want a very catholic ritual that's cool if you want to do a very like pagan thing of your own understanding that's cool too we support all of it interesting interesting yeah dude you should totally check us out i just wonder if like i don't know they have this kentucky church of ayahuasca in kentucky right you can go and like through a loophole join their church and this guy who's like a uh he's a convicted felon but he like found shamanism in jail i guess and like like it's his mission i guess like he says to like bring ayahuasca to people to help them with their problems so he runs this church of ayahuasca in kentucky and like they, they seem to try to like counsel people through things but i just wonder if i would ever be conscious enough to like take somebody's counsel or know what it was to to help to be like guided through something like, like in that state, that, I feel like I'm in like another place where like interaction right. with like anybody else is like impossible on this. Right. So like what kind of interaction would he be suggesting one would have? Like would he be like, like what would be the extent of his counseling? Would it be verbal? What, what, what would he do? I mean, they lead them through like before they before they take the trip, like what to expect and like what to do. But then, like when the people are in these states a little bit, like they're talking about like what what they're going through in that like in that state, and like they're explaining like oh, I mean they're explaining all the shit that like would make sense to anybody who's done it. Like so they're so they're uh, talking so they're talking. Yeah, they're talking about like past relationships they're experiencing in their trip and. Like, yeah, that's not the, the people that, that work there. The, yeah, the people that work. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's hurting anything, but it seems like they're interacting with them, and it's just uh, I don't know that I'd remember having that interaction, and I don't know if it would necessarily be beneficial. So, it's cool that they facilitate uh, a nice, clean space to do all this stuff. I told, I totally agree with that. Let me let me say that clearly. I totally agree with you, but like to to your point, uh, when these things were originally done in their in the places of their origins no such conversation would be happening. There would be uh, usually an ayahuasquero who would be singing to you the whole time. Yep. Yeah, like, I do like, know that. Like he or she or they would like be quiet for a while and start humming or going like, like something like that. And then they would like just go out into this huge evocative song and it would just fucking blow your mind. And that'd be like the only thing you'd hear. Maybe a little drumming, perhaps, but like uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a fucking conversation. It's not about you. It's about shutting the fuck up and paying attention. Oh yeah, that's opinion. the other thing you got to take into consideration. They're making it. I mean, it's a really successful YouTube show. It's called a uh, Kentucky Church of Ayahuasca. It's like got. It's like done like a. It's actually done like a cable television show, but it's for YouTube and it's. It's good. It seems like the guy has uh, good intentions, but they are making a YouTube show, so you got to kind of keep that in mind. It is pretty yep. expensive. I looked into it because it's only like four hours. 
Yeah, see right there, the medium is the message. Well, I mean, they got to live, though. I mean, this guy's made, like, that his, like, life's mission. He's got to pay his bills, so I kind of get it. I do, too. I'm just saying, like, in our safe space, uncomfortable zone, sometimes I don't... I, I, I would like to, like, really... I think, I think a good idea, if not the Serpent Mouse idea, that we could actually accomplish and that I think would be cool would be uh, isolation tanks, five grams, and uh, do a podcast. Yes. I think we could probably get a company to like sign off on that. And like, I think it's a, well, what is decriminalized in Colorado now? There's got to be some isolation tanks in Colorado we could like hit up. Well, I have, I have something. It's like a, it's like a, what was it called? Oh, shit. Did I lose you? Hello? No, I'm here. All right, good. You're still there. Uh, Hang on one second. I'm looking something up. I want you to see this. Uh, what was it? Uh, hold on. Give me just a minute. Keep talking about something. I got to look this up for you. Uh, I don't know. Put me on the spot here. Uh, Damn it. Anyway, it's like this. It's this like wooden egg shaped thing where it's like uh, it's it's hollow and you sit in it and it's totally immersive. And like it, it blasts you with like a certain megahertz level on top of the wooden structure, and it also like you, you the, there's no sense perception when you're inside of it except where you're sitting. And that can be pretty fun too. I don't know. I just feel like a a, a several hour broadcast of us uh, taking a large psilocybin dose in an isolation tank. I'm actually surprised nobody's like actually tried this yet in the podcast and the medium. Seems like think, it's something that should have been done by now. I think we should do it, and I think we should we should not tell anybody about it, and they just be like, "Oh, by the way, we did this." Here you go. Yep, that would be. I mean, but we just blew that. But uh, it's okay because nobody listens. That's the point, dude. It's like this is this is our safe space to imagine what we want to do. And if, and if someone wants to listen to that and be like, oh, that's cool. Like, all right, what's your idea? You know what I mean? Like, contribute, have your own ideas. Well, we do have 47 listeners. Currently? I mean, not currently. This isn't live. But Oh, maybe like like 47 people have listened to us already. Uh, I mean, for, it's been streamed 47 times to uh, an estimated 27 listeners. So I can only account for like maybe three or four. I don't think you can account for another 23. There's somebody out here. here, here well, I, I, yeah. well, that's that's pretty fucking cool and good on you. You know what I mean? Like send us a question. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, or if you know of like a uh, isolation facility at least that would uh, consider this endeavor. I think the only tricky part would be like to make sure like we don't die. Like, how could you drown in an isolation tank? Not if you have medical staff. If my partner is a nurse. Oh, that's gonna be well, okay. I mean, I guess we could like do it with like a skeleton crew. That sounds really expensive. Like, no, nah, dude, she'd be down. She'd be she'd be down. Can I just say a a, a quick props to my partner at Goddess? Uh, sure. She is she is the most amazing, brilliant strong, courageous person I've ever known, and I would not be here without her. And I hope you get to meet her someday, buddy. Hey, that's awesome. 
yeah i think the isolation tank has like were you considering doing like a broadcast at the serpent mounts because that would be pretty cool i don't know about a five gram uh dose of uh, psilocybin though no we can go for a 2.5 that's a good. I mean, because I can still, I, I'm, I'm still functional at that level. Like, I, I can still like talk to you. <laughs> yeah. The only thing about this is, though, like, I, I can't imagine like the law enforcement in that part of Ohio is very accommodating. I, I don't think that's the like law enforcement I want to talk to in that state. I think well, you want like, uh, like Portland, here's th- Portland here's Oregon, th- Seattle. You want city yeah. police, I think, in that that state to deal with you. Well, like, that's why you just don't be an asshole, man. Like, you just know what you're doing. And if you get uncomfortable, like, tell me, and we'll go somewhere else real quick. And we'll calm down. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I got you. Hmm. Well, yeah, it seems interesting. Well, I think we've said all we can say for an evening. I'm definitely running out of steam, Fedri. Well, I totally respect that, my man, and it's always a pleasure we went, to chat we with went you. Three hours, so three hours already. Uh, so yes, we're we're about three hours. That's wild sauce. All right, so well, like, so on. like, hey, sorry, I just wanted to um, not hold you up too much longer, but like, if we have this many people listening to us, I feel it's like our duty to serve them in search in a certain way. So like, if they really want to know something, I want to really uh, encourage you to ask, or if something that we said really pisses you off and you want to tell us how much we suck, tell us that too. Well, I, I was thinking about it. Well, this is another interesting thing and we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but uh, we also got, I don't know if this is just because we have the name psychonautics in our podcast name, but we got uh, suggested listening and it uh, suggested Shane mouse and a couple other people. So we're in good company. Well, that's high, that's high praise. Well, I, I mean, that might just be like the algorithm, the algorithm of Spotify doing it, but right. But even then, like it 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 points you to the direction of like, hey, sometimes like this this tool can be used in a good way because it is a tool. Let's keep that in mind. Well, yeah, and a lot of people on Spotify probably like search the word psychonautics in a given week, and then we pop up. Yeah, that was a very wise choice, and I, and let's give credit to credit's due. I think that term was, oh God, I feel so ashamed of myself right now because I don't remember the man's name. Who it's we covered it in uh, our first podcast. Oh, I'm tired. Uh, what was it? Fuck. All right, I'm gonna do some homework, and I want to. It's in our first podcast. Are you sure? Because I really feel bad. I forget. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. And like. I haven't read a lot of current stuff on, on, on the issues that I'm really <clears throat> in love with, and I should. And this man has contributed a lot to the current situation. Oh, God damn it. What was his name? Well, such an asshole. there's always the next show, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I have this problem where, like, I really, really beat myself up for stupid shit. Do you ever do that to yourself? I think everybody does that. I'm going to keep talking to you, man. You just have to hang up. All right. We will catch everybody in the ether.